0: the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley.
2: Good
5: afternoon, West Central Florida. Welcome once again to the Bill Bunkley Show. And we do not take uh, your attendance this afternoon as just something routine. For each and every one of you that is joining us, we wish you hello. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it, and that's what we're doing today. All the praise and the honor go to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and as we are uh, going into yet another day in our journey with him, uh, we trust that uh, you are walking close to him, you are conferring with him all throughout the day, and that he is indeed a major part of your life. Well, We've got uh, some things to cover today, as usual. We've got a full three hours of the Bill Bunkley Show. Uh, a couple of the highlights. Um, we're going to be talking about a very, very, very important person to Christendom here in the, uh, the 2020 era. And I'm talking about the apologist, the Christian apologist, Robbie Zacharias. In a moment, I'm going to talk a little bit about this extraordinary man and uh, how many people that he has influenced, and we'll take you back a couple of years to some comments he made on the National Day of Prayer in 2018, uh, talking about this country, talking about the Christian influence, and giving us a warning, and I think this is going to be very important. Well, he passed away with uh, complications to spinal cancer, and he passed away this morning. And, um, and again, he is, uh, oh boy, one of our programmers and anyone who has had a chance and opportunity to hear Ravi Zacharias uh, defend the gospel in the thousands and thousands of kids that he influenced on college campuses throughout the years, and uh, someone who was an atheist, who came to Christ. We'll talk about that, that life in just a, a few moments. We'll also be talking about another ridiculous ref, um, religious freedom church attack from New York. I'll tell you what that's all about, and it is an absolute trampling on the First Amendment by a police agency in upstate New York. We'll be talking about that today. Our own Senator Marco Rubio has been named the interim chair of the Senate Intelligence Committee. And uh, by the way, even though it's interim, that is a big deal. You don't get any higher than that, especially because of the, defun- the dysfunction that's going on in the United States House of Representatives. Talk a, a little bit about that as well. And today, we're going to have our chance to pray with uh, our pastor of the day, and uh, that is the lead pastor at Centerpoint Church, Bryant Golden. He's going to be sharing. He'll be praying today as well. Hey, I want to get you to just listen to me for just a couple of seconds. You know, we've been saving babies uh, for the last week or 10 days. And we've been saving babies because we have an excellent opportunity to help our crisis pregnancy centers, who, who are kind of who are kind of in a coming out of a, uh, a of a dark phase, in, the, in as much as uh, they've not been able to operate, they they haven't been able to have many of their great spring fundraisers, and um, I need your help because we only have about 50. 50 ultrasounds to go. And then West Central Florida, you are WTBN listeners, you are Salem Media listeners, uh, you are going to be part of this remarkable victory of providing at least 321 ultrasounds all throughout the Bay Area. But we're just down to the last 50. And so I, I need your help. But remember that even today, We want to do this before those funds run out. We have a generous benefactor who is extremely supportive of saving babies. Well, that person put up $100,000 in a match. I mean, this is a real match. And there's still money available today. So I need you, if you will, first of all, pray. Ask the Lord, Lord, I've just heard from Bill Bunkley. They've got 50 more ultrasounds to cover. Each ultrasound contribution is $28, by the way. Uh, We've got 50 more to cover. Lord, would you want me to use some of the money you have entrusted with me to give to saving babies? And let me tell you, there's no doubt in my mind that the Lord is interested in babies. The Lord is interested in saving babies, especially with the blight of just sex selection, uh, race selection, whatever, all these things that people are making decisions to, to, to abort their babies. We need your help this afternoon. Can we wrap this up this afternoon? Can I ask you to step up? And first of all, let me tell you, so many people have stepped up already. That's why we're so close. And so right now, if you would consider each individual ultrasound is about a cost of $28. Can I ask you, ma'am, right now, would you consider a one-time gift of $140 to save some babies? We are saving babies. You can do that by calling our preborn ministry partners at 833 850 BABY. That's 833 850 BABY. Or at letstalkfaith.com. And, and, sir, let me ask you a question. You know, would you consider right now making a one time gift of $280? And both of those gifts are tax deductible. Preborn is a 501c3. And, oh, by the way, sir, when you sponsor 10, the math works pretty easily. Statistics tell us that if you are a teenage girl and you see that baby inside of you, if you are a young woman and you see that baby inside of you, if you're uh, of any age woman who has been confronted with an unplanned pregnancy, and if you see that precious little baby in your womb and then you hear the Doppler, at 10 short weeks, the baby's heartbeat is detected. And you will also be, be providing a young lady to hear that baby's heartbeat. And with that one-time gift of $280 for 10 ultrasounds at eight three three eight five zero two 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 nine, 850 2229 or at letstalk8.com, guess what? Eight out of 10 of those women, women that you stepped up for, eight are going to choose life. So... Would you stand with us right now? Any amount can help. Maybe somebody would like to, you know, uh, step up with a, you know, maybe you know, 1500 dollars, and basically get us right there. But call right now, eight three three eight five zero two 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 nine. And would you please give? If you can't give, would you pray over the next three hours for those who will hear my appeal? Hear my heart that I want to save some babies this afternoon and that I want to have a great victory announcement that uh, we do care and we do stand with the unborn. Call us. Call us now. Well, as I said earlier, we lost a good one today. I mean, we lost an absolute prince today. Ravi Zacharias has been a Christian apologist for a long, long time. And anybody who has had a chance to hear Ravi, you are just in some ways mesmerized. Now, he probably wouldn't want to use that term, but I want to tell you that how he has been able to minister to so many people. Because what a Christian apologist does that person stands in the gap and that person has an intelligent conversation uh, with people who deny uh, the faith. Who have questions about the reality of the gospel. And uh, this morning, as I mentioned a moment ago, he died at his home in Atlanta. He had bone cancer. And I want to tell you that with my cancer, leukemia, and I had to have a bone marrow transplant, and right now I'm in, uh, I, I'm claiming that I'm healed. We still have a process to go through. Complications can happen, but I, uh, my, hands, my hands are up in the air, praising the Lord. But keep in mind, when I see a dear brother that dies of bone cancer, it, it does get my attention. He was 74 years of age. 17 years of his life, he was an unbeliever. He was a skeptic. Did you know that Ravi Zacharias, way back early in his life, attempted suicide? And when he tried that attempt, he heard the words of Jesus from the 14th chapter of John, verse 19. Because I live, you also will live. And so, Ravi Zacharias just jumped in the middle of the word. He gave his life to his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But he continued his quest. He wanted to know every aspect of the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Often he would quote John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life, because he was a defender of the faith. He was an apologist's apologist. He wanted to share the truth. We're going to share a little bit of a clip from him at the National Day of Prayer. We come back from our break. Uh, But you know, if it was a complicated question about God the Father, about his son Jesus, or about the Holy Spirit, Robbie had the answer. But on the other hand, if someone had just a simple, basic question about the gospel, especially when it came from one of the thousands, maybe millions of college students that he lectured, through his years of defending the faith, you know, every answer, his answer would always have a level of intrigue that would captivate that campus event. And I tell you what, I'm going to take a break, but Ravi Zacharias, he didn't want to be known as the smartest Christian on the block. No? His sole motivation was to lead others to a life-altering decision to accept and to follow Jesus Christ. We come back and let you hear from Robbie Zacharias a couple of years ago, National Day of Prayer. I'm Bill Bunkley. Be
6: right back.
7: It's who I am. It's who I am.
6: If you're like a lot of Floridians, you've not been spending a lot of time in your car. When you're called back to work or taking that nice family drive to get away from it all, take a good look at your windshield. If you notice any cracks or chips, I want you to call Auto Glass America. I use them on my windshield replacement. Was so happy with the work. Remember, just because you drive an expensive import, you don't have to go to the dealer. And with Auto Glass America, you get a free windshield and cash back with comprehensive insurance that is the kind of deal we all need in this economy. Remember, 813-96-GLASS. 813-96-GLASS for Auto Glass America. Tell them Mike Gallagher sent you we
5: Hey, we're back. This is Bill Bunkley. Phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. You know, for many of us, and I include myself, when we step up to share the gospel with someone, you know, there's a whole range of emotions. Now, for some, they can boldly proclaim the gospel and you never sense that there's any kind of internal emotions one way or another other than a love for wanting to share Christ. Now, there's others listening this afternoon that if you were to really say, Bill, can I just be honest with you? I'm so afraid to share the gospel. I really haven't. I have either haven't ever done it or I'm really shy about doing it. And just to tell you, if you come from, a, you know, mainline, you know, Presbyterian, Methodist, you, you might not have been exposed to, uh, you know, some of the sharing of the gospel, talking about being born again. Um, but when you look at Ravi Zacharias, he would go up against an atheist atheist. He would sit and reason. He would sit and debate. He would sit and, 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 and just talk about the truth. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. A little bit before we share this clip, and that is, Ravi began preaching in India when he was 19 years of age. Not long after that, and by the way, this comes uh, to me by way of, um, of a tribute that I think was the best of what I've uh, looked at today, uh, comes from uh, CBN News. A few years later, he was invited to speak at the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association meeting in Amsterdam, remember that? Several years ago, there was 4,000 other speakers. It was way back there, but I remember it. I remember reading about it and uh, plugging in to what I could at the time. That was a turning point for Robbie. And at that point he began to think and God began to talk to him about the need for and by the way, it was a very urgent need for apologetics. Now, for the apologetics to remove the intellectual barriers that kept barriers that kept many from considering the truth about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In 1984, he founded the Ravi Zacharias International Ministries. Even to the very end, and just a couple of weeks ago, he was getting treatment at the cancer center in Houston, and they told him, there's nothing more that we can medically do. He was then uh, returned to his home in Atlanta uh, with his family surrounded around him. They wanted to have... Uh, Some special times before he was to be called home. And one of his radio programs was Let My People Think. Millions of people, 70 countries. Oh, by the way, Ravi, in his spare time, wrote 25 books. In 2017, he had a vision to establish Apologetics Training Center in the U.S., And that began the Zacharias Institute in Atlanta. Fifty years of his life, he was dedicated to advancing the call of Jesus Christ. And being able to answer life's most great questions. What does life mean? What is the morality of life? What is my destiny? And the way that he delivered it, you were just, you were just waiting for his next word. And so um, he and his wife, Margie, they were married for 48 years, and they had three grown children. And over the last several weeks, another report that I got that all he was, every if he, whenever he was talking and at the end it was, he was tired, he was difficult. I, I know that feeling, uh, especially after the chemo and the treatment that he was having. And then that the God was preparing to call him home, gave him some time to be with his family. Uh, but uh, everything he talked about was Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. So, what I'd like to do in a tribute to Ravi Zacharias, I came across um, a address he made in 2018 about the National Day of Prayer. This is Vintage Ravi. Let's listen in.
8: Hello, friends. This is Ravi Zacharias. I'm talking to you from this fantastic place called the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C. If you've not been here, you ought to make it a trip. It's really worth seeing. It could take days of your time but even a couple of days here to see some of the tremendous exhibits honoring God's Word. I'm here to commemorate the 67th annual National Day of Prayer. And that was first brought into a reality by President Truman, and then brought into sort of an observance formally under President Reagan as both the House of Senate and Congress passed it uh, together to commemorate this in the first Thursday of May in every year. Uh, I was part of a panel tonight uh, honoring the past chairpersons. I had the privilege of being twice as chairperson for this event. You know, there are thousands of people that work in the background for this. That's the first thing you come to know. How many weeks and months of preparation go into this? How many churches are involved? How many pastors are involved? How many prayer groups are involved? I encourage you to just honor God in prayer through your time of prayer god makes you into the dream he desires of you but most importantly what we want is our nation is in real trouble uh you should have heard the descriptions given by people what they think we're at and where we're at and it all came down to the same thing we are at the crossroads and if we don't turn our hearts back towards god uh, we could see some pretty dark and grim days ahead uh, that the lord tells us in his word that blessed is the nation, that honors the Lord, and we want to be that kind of nation. I urge you to get your families, to get your friends together, and celebrate this National Day of Prayer, because our nation needs it, we all need it. Thank you very much for your support of this ministry. Many of my colleagues were here with me. I'm about to begin a long trip of several countries going through the entire month of May. But for today to be with so many pastors and fine folks like Anne Graham Lotz and uh, Steve Gaines and several others uh, who joined together in a panel to answer questions. I'm Ravi Zacharias speaking to you with gratitude for your support and uh, your stand with us for such a time as this. The Lord reminds us that he calls us to pray and call upon him. When you pray, three things happen. You recognize God is sovereign, You see your own sinfulness, and he shapes you into the person he intends you to be. Move that cross beyond yourself to a whole nation. What a great nation this nation can be if it is truly submissive to the living God. That can only happen when revival breaks out, and that happens when we, who are called by his name, humble ourselves, turn from our wicked ways, and call upon the Lord in prayer. He, in turn, sends the blessing and brings the change. God bless you. Thank you for giving me a hearing.
9: With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRoxster. President Trump holding a joint cabinet meeting at the White House this hour. A $354 billion contract awarded by the Trump administration to a Virginia-based biotech company to boost production of coronavirus drugs and other essential medicines. President Trump this morning unveiled a $19 billion aid package for farmers and ranchers. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo says the state will allow Memorial Day ceremonies with up to 10 people despite statewide lockdown rules. Also, Mayor Bill de Blasio said New York City's virus-disrupted school year will extend into the summer for 177,700 students. AT&T says it will immediately abandon Venezuela's pay TV market, as U.S. sanctions prohibit DirecTV platform from broadcasting channels required to carry by the socialist administration of Nicolas Maduro. This is SRN News.
10: Hey, this is Bill Carl. I'm concerned for my family's health and for yours too, and so is Moss Nissan. And right now, if you've purchased a vehicle from Moss Nissan, now's a great time to refresh the antimicrobial treatment included with Moss Care. It's just another benefit of Moss Care, included with the purchase of every new and pre-owned vehicle in Moss Nissan. And this treatment is designed to destroy viruses, germs, and bacteria on all interior surfaces. And right now, the second application is free. So get into Moss Nissan and get that vehicle sanitized. And when you come to any Moss dealership, you can rest assured that their facilities have been scrubbed from stem to stern, keeping you and your family's health in mind. Also know that if you're active military, a veteran, first responder, if you're a pastor or church worker, you're eligible for the You Serve, You Save program, including 15% off when you have your vehicle serviced at Moss Nissan. Visit Moss Nissan today, Newport Ritchie, North Tampa, Crystal River, and at mossnissan.com.
2: Did you know the human body does not make its own vitamin C? Taking vitamin C is one of the best things you can do for your health, and aqua powders is the best way to get vitamin C. Aqua powders vitamin C is delicious when added to water and provides you with 2,000 milligrams of vitamin C to boost your immune system and increase your energy. Transform your water into wellness with aqua powders vitamin C, available at Amazon. That's aqua powders with a Z, available at Amazon.
11: Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Have you been putting off opening your retirement account statements because you're afraid of what you might see? If you were caught in the recent correction, you know that watching your savings evaporate in the market is devastating. We're the Retirement Income Store, and our message is clear. It's time to stop crossing your fingers and toes hoping for growth and reset your retirement for income using interest and dividends. Call 888-888-4176 now to learn how the Retirement Income Store can help during these uncertainty. We'll send you our retirement income kit with five educational tools, including David Scranton's best-selling book and a no-obligation call with an income specialist. 888-888-4176. The Retirement Income Store where retirees go for income call 888-888-4176
10: now take faith talk am 570 and 910 with you wherever you go using our mobile app Let's letstalkfaith.com alexa tune in iheart and at radio.com
12: church is where you find the teaching and fellowship to grow in christ but between sundays how do you keep your spiritual gas tank filled you can always find strength between sundays here on faith talk am 570 and am 910 but you can also find encouragement on our facebook page, WTBN AM 570 and 910 streaming at letstalkfaith.com.
5: Hey, I'm back. Bill Bunkley here with the Bill Bunkley show. And uh, in a moment, we're going to talk about a story that I know that Ravi would have been thrilled to hear. And I'm going to talk about uh, a new uh, poll, if you will, talking about uh, what they found out about our young people during the COVID-19 crisis. I think you're going to find this very interesting from a spiritual worldview. I'll share that uh, in a moment. But a final thought about Ravi Zacharias. Can you imagine this morning... Can you imagine when he took his last breath? Can you imagine where the picture of the angels who've come to take him home and he enters into paradise? I'm reminded of the song, but quite frankly, I can only imagine what that moment was like this morning when Ravi Zacharias met his Savior face-to-face there in paradise. And no doubt hearing the words that we all want to hear, well done. Well done, my good and faithful servant. So uh, keep um, his family in your prayers. And uh, we are all who've had a chance to Contemplate Ravi's teachings, his perspective. We all are better for what uh, he left and shared with us. Well, I want to remind you, have you registered to win, right here on Faith Talk, our book of the month? That's right. We have an opportunity, just like we do on our answer stations, for you to win a book right here on Faith Talk. This month's book is I Choose Victory, Moving from Victim to Victor by Cynthia Garrett. This book will teach you how to face the war zones of your life and realize that the choice for victory is yours to make. We've got five copies to give away. Two will be signed, signed by uh, Cynthia. Three others will be brand new, so we'll have five books to give away. How do you get your name in a hat? Go right now to letstalkfaith.com. Letstalkfaith.com, and you can register today. You can register tomorrow, all the way to the end of the month. The more you register, the more you have chances to win. And I hope that uh, you will jump into uh, uh, this uh, opportunity. And um, of course, I'm praying. Uh, for God to really bless the five people who get copies of the book. Hey, we are in this hour. Need your help. We are saving babies. And uh, we're saving babies right this very moment, and I want to ask you to join in that effort. Uh, if you want to uh, provide a five ultrasounds, you could right now donate to Preborn Ministries $140. Uh, and if you would like to uh, speak for 10 ultrasounds, um, that would be a one-time gift of $280. And I want to tell you, if we had four folks, maybe you're the one, if we had four folks stepping up at $280 right now this moment, we'd be done. We'd be finished. And remember that your money is not coming to us here at WTBN, and your money is not going to any of the administrative costs to pre-born. 100% of your gift to save babies is going to save babies right here in the sound of my voice because it will be distributed to the crisis pregnancy centers right here in our area by Preborn ministry all of the administrative costs are paid outside of this program you know by the way we have a very generous benefactor that wanted to be of utmost encouragement to you and right now if you'll take those five ultrasounds that uh that supporter is going to double that, make it 10. If you will do 10, that supporter will double it and make it 20. But you got to call. And by the way, we just need about 50 more to meet our goal of 321 ultrasounds. And by the way, 80%, whatever number you choose, 80% of the number of ultrasounds you choose, we know that those women are going to choose life. So would you help us? It's all about saving babies. It's all about making a difference. And so I need you to call right now, please. This afternoon, please. If you haven't uh, jumped uh, into this blessing, please do so. Eight three three eight five zero baby. Let's talk faith dot com. Well, Robbie would like to have heard about this particular Paul. I think he's been a little bit busy since this morning, since. Uh, he had his own home going. But, um, you know, young people he always had a heart for. Skeptics he had a heart for. He loved going to the college campus. So what's happening to our young people over the last 60 days? Now, I know we are seeing, you know, first of all, I know that we're seeing some things about these large gatherings. Had an incident in Orlando with, uh, what, two or 3,000 kids throwing bottles and stuff. I get all that. Look, it is high school graduation time, and these kids have been pent up. I'm not apologizing for them, but what you see is not the lion's share of the young people that I believe we're talking about, and I believe this poll speaks to it, and this is exciting, now because there is a, a polling firm called Echelon Insights, and they did a poll from April twenty-four to April twenty-seven and that poll was done for young americans foundation in partnership with the federalist and it was to try and understand the impact of covid-19 pandemic has had on students how it's affected them just on a daily basis are any of these students paying attention to the news do they know anything about the pandemic Listen to this. 82% of the students polled they say they are either very or uh, somewhat paying close attention. The key phrase here is close attention to news on the outbreak. Listen to this. i dedicate this to Robbie. 39% of the students polled are praying more often, Amen. Twenty-eight percent said that they are thinking about spiritual issues more as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. Are you taking a survey of what God is doing during this pandemic? Here's here here's another aspect of what God's up to. We're all processing it. We're all processing it from the lens of not only our Christian worldview, how dedicated we are to that worldview. But you know what? Age is probably a factor in there as well. The poll says something that contradicts what we see in these news reports about all these students being out and about. Uh, spring break came kind of early Um but but this poll indicates that most of the students are not taking covid-19 lightly in fact 80% said they are taking covid-19 pandemic the pandemic very seriously with 69% responding that they are worried they are worried about contracting the virus why The survey also said that 80% of these young people, praise the Lord, stepping up, taking a little personal responsibility. The survey showed that 80% of the respondents worried that their family members or friends could contract the coronavirus. I just want to tell you that When I let this poll sort of sink in, it just wants me to pray for our students even more. I know that even my 14-year-old son, and of course, let's face it, he lives in a household. Uh, his his dad is involved with uh, being the legislative consultant uh, through the Florida Ethics Religious Liberty Commission to the Southern Baptist Churches, the Florida Baptist Churches here in Florida. His dad's working at home. His dad is preparing also throughout the day uh, for a three-hour radio broadcast. From here in our home studio, he can probably hear, if he's in the next room, some of what I'm saying. So I know that my youngster is a little more exposed to COVID-19 than maybe some other kids. But but he, he he's on it. He understands. And in fact... of high school students, according to this poll, high school, they're paying such close attention that they say the COVID-19 crisis here in America is mostly China's fault because the virus began there and they're aware that Chinese leaders covered up the severity of COVID-19. There you have it. 1,600 high school and college students Between the ages of 13 and 22. You know, some of you may have lost some hope in the next generation. And certainly some of the things that come from the host of these young people, we certainly can understand that. But I want to tell you that the Holy Spirit is moving. The gospel message is moving. I think America has come to grips number one. We have been a rebellious nation to God. In some respects, we've been a a rebellious nation to our founding fathers. This constitution, this republic, If we continue to wander away from God, this type of government will cease to exist because it will not work. It is designed for a God-fearing people, in my opinion, who hold to very important moral absolutes. And moral obligations to each other based on scripture. It's based on doing the right thing, not just doing what you want to do until you get caught. It's called looking out for one another instead of just looking out for ourselves. And we've got to be very careful. Because we have a band of elitist people in Washington, D.C. Most of which in the senior positions, especially in the House right now, they really don't have any idea how the common man or the common woman lives from day to day. But yet they are sitting in judgment. And yet while they are in their multi-million dollar houses, With their thousands of dollars of commercial refrigerators and eating, you know, $10, $20 a pint ice cream. And they want to get before us and tell us about the pain of the unemployed, uh, the pain of staying at home, the pain of being separated from your loved ones in the nursing homes. We need revival in America, and maybe our young people will lead us out.
1: on your mobile device call vivant now and get a free quote professional installation and full smart home service for as little as two dollars per day equipment purchase or service agreement required conditions apply call now a smart home is a safer home so protect your family and your property home or business with a vivant smart home system call 800-311-6855 800-311-6855, That's 800-311-6855, 800-311-6855. We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, mm-hmm, phones, mm-hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. <laughs> Your weight is up. <laughs> You're one to talk. I have type 2 diabetes, so I'm getting ding just like you. Thank goodness for Big Lou. Big Lou! 800- 800 Don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you gotta call Big Lou. Gotta. 800-555-2085 Write it down. 800-555-2085
13: What if I told you you could save a baby's life for just $28? What's well, true? Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 $140 can do this for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. Call 833 850 BABY. That's 833 850 2229. Or give online preborn.org radio.
1: When was the last time the owner of a heating and A.C. company took time out to share helpful tips on keeping your A.C. trouble-free? Learn how to save money and time on costly repairs and maintenance fees during Keeping It Cool with Josh Cabrera, owner of ACS Home Services, Central Florida's heating and cooling experts. Visit acshomeservices.com and listen to Keeping It Cool Saturday mornings at 11 on Faith Talk. AM 570 and 910.
5: Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley here. Hey, have you ordered your new free resources from Family Life? That's right, Family Life. Help for today, hope for tomorrow. As a brand-new free download, what is God doing through the coronavirus? Well, if you'd like to get some biblical answers and you'd like to get those answers from John Piper and his new book of the same name, Coronavirus and Christ, go right now to our website at letstalkfaith.com, letstalkfaith.com. We've got a free download for that, and they would love to hear from you, and they would love to get that free download to you. So Go ahead and get that new John Piper offering at Let'sTalkFaith.com. Also, we have our ministry Through the Bible with Jay Vernon McGee, and uh, they want to know what's on your mind. So do you have a question? Do you have something they can help you find? Or do you want to share a story of something God has taught you, uh, something that you'd like to To to, to communicate with them about hey you can do that go right now to our same website letstalkfaith.com letstalkfaith.com they very much would like to connect with you and I believe that uh, many of you would like to connect with them a little bit of a programming note coming up at the top of the hour we're going to have a a couple of stories uh, that I'm going to be drilling a little bit deeper in number one We've got a pastor in New York. Here we go again. We have a a pastor who is standing on the porch of his church facing the parking lot. Not a large church, a Baptist church, this past Sunday, and had uh, his folks sitting in their car. Wait till you hear. And again, remember, this is the state of New York, Governor Andrew Cuomo who made a horrible decision about putting coronavirus patients to transfer them from hospitals back into nursing homes and ALFs. Can you believe that? Anyway, this is his state, and this is one of the police departments under his jurisdiction, and wait till you hear what they have threatened a pastor with. That's coming up in the next hour. Then, we're going to talk about liability of churches. Liability protection for Christian churches. Some of our leading Christian spokespersons, people that you know, they have come together and signing a letter asking for members of Congress to pass legislation to protect churches from lawsuits should there be a cause of action over the coronavirus. We'll talk about that coming up in the next hour for sure. Drill down on that. Plus, uh, talk a little bit about uh, Senator Marco Rubio. He now is named the uh, interim uh, chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee. And uh, our local... Senator from right here is going to be uh, in the midst of all the sensitive information, and uh, I want to say congratulations. Even though it's interim, it tells you a lot about what they think of him. And so um, keep that uh, in your mind this afternoon. Well, as we move forward and in yet another day, tonight is a midweek service. want to remind you that uh, if you haven't checked out our website at letstalkfaith.com, for the churches who are streaming their services, excuse me. Today is Tuesday, not Wednesday. I have another Zoom meeting tonight with uh, my fellow Bible Fellowship teachers at Ottawa Baptist Church. So let me take that back. Tonight is <laughs> a teacher meeting. Tomorrow night is church. So, but anyway, I'll still tell you that, uh, especially for tomorrow night, we have uh, a lot of our local churches. Uh, have shared their streaming information with us. And so you can go to our website, letstalkfaith.com. And even if your church may not be meeting at a particular time, if you'd like to find out a little bit more about uh, where you might be able to catch a service, you can do that as well. And uh, I know that we're continuing to pray for all of you, especially pastors, deacons, all the decisions that all these churches are having to make. Number one, when can they open? In their mind, what is safe to open? How are they going to open? All of that, uh, just all the individual decisions, literally being made by hundreds of churches just in our area, but all the way around the world. And so we're going we're to stay on all these abuses as they come along for civil liberties, uh, religious liberty and religious freedom, because I want to tell you that we are, it's almost like we're at the pinnacle. And we see the left is not letting up, and always remember, anyone who supports communism, anyone that supports socialism, they are against the church. Because a communist government and a socialist government, they do not want people thinking in any other way than what they dictate, and that being the elites of those governments. We've got religious freedom. We've got religious liberty. We have civil liberties. And we're going to have to stand up in love, but be firm. And we're going to have to oversee to make sure those liberties are not watered down. Why? Because of my son and your son and your grandchildren, the future generations. And we'll talk about two excesses, or one excess, and what about liability coming up next? Go
2: Monthly Show. Through the Bible's Dr. J. Vernon McGee has an invitation. Today we invite you to study with us the Bible from
1: Genesis Revelation. Listen to the program. Listen to it regularly.
2: If you've accepted that invitation, Through the Bible would love to hear from you. It's Letter Month.
10: Tell them how your Bible study with them has changed your life. Write a letter and let us know how through the Bible with J. Vernon McGee has impacted your life.
2: Surround Tampa.com, connecting you with new customers.
1: Faith Talk 570, WTBN, Pinellas Park. Online at Let's Talk Faith.com, a service of the Salem Media Group.
9: With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRostrum. Farmers, ranchers and suppliers meeting with President Trump at the White House this morning got a little help in the form of a new initiative called the Coronavirus Food Assistance Program.
8: Through this effort, we are providing $19 billion to support our nation's agricultural producers, maintain the health of our critical food supply chains and provide food assistance to American families.
9: Also at srnnews.com, Health and Human Services awards a $350-plus billion contract to a Virginia-based biotech company to help boost production of coronavirus drugs and other essential medicines. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo says 16 hospitals will allow visitors as part of a pilot program addressing the heartbreak of COVID-19 patients isolated from their families and friends. Under the two-week pilot program will be time-limited Visitors will need to wear protective equipment and be subjected to temperature and symptom checks. The state also is going to allow Memorial Day ceremonies with up to 10 people, despite statewide lockdown rules with the discretion at local governments. He was an author, teacher, and staunch defender of the faith. The canker
8: in the heart of paganism was the absence of certainty that life has any meaning or ultimate value, and that canker has grown a thousand times larger in the heart of secularism.
9: Evangelist Ravi Zacharias, founder of Ravi Zacharias International Ministries, died this morning after a brief battle with sarcoma, a rare form of cancer. He was 74. You can learn more about Zacharias and his ministry at rzim.org. President Trump threatening to close his checkbook on the World Health Organization and reconsider U.S. membership over its handling of the coronavirus. And a federal appeals court greenlights New York State's June 23rd Democratic primary over concerns of the coronavirus. This is SRN News.
14: Migraines can attack anytime, anywhere. Now there's a new kind of pill you can take anytime, anywhere to treat them. Introducing Ubrelvi or Ubrojapant. Ubrelvi can provide relief from migraine pain and debilitating symptoms without worrying where you are or if it's too late. People took Ubrelvy within 4 hours of a migraine attack. One dose can quickly stop a migraine in its tracks within 2 hours and many had pain relief in just 1 hour.
10: Ubrelvy treats migraine attacks in adults and is not for migraine prevention. It is available by prescription only. Do not take Ubrelvy with strong CYP3A4 inhibitors. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take. Few people had side effects. The most common were nausea 2 to 4% and tiredness 2 to 3%.
14: While normal routines have shifted, the need for migraine treatment remains the same. Contact your healthcare provider to see if ubrelvi is right for you ubrelvi the anytime anywhere migraine medicine learn about support and resources at ubrelvi.com or call 844-4-U-B-R-E-L-V-Y sponsored by
9: Allergan Zoom problems are interrupting church plans
5: the video conferencing service says it's investigating the causes of outages that apparently affected some users ability to host and hold meetings Several churches were affected by the outages, with some migrating to YouTube or Facebook or rescheduling entirely. Emmy Kegler of Grace Lutheran Church in Northeast Minneapolis says, quote, it was a
9: bummer and it's reflective of the reality we're living in now, deeply dependent on tech. Michael Harrington, SRN News. Britain's chief rabbi says the country's Orthodox synagogues will probably not reopen for some time. Ephraim Mervis closed all houses of worship affiliated with the United Synagogue in mid-March saying Torah obligations to protect the sanctity of life transcends all other considerations. Rabbi says he understands the strong desire of Britain's Jews to return to in-person worship but believe synagogues must stay closed a while longer. This is SRN News.
2: ...on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns. And that someone is us. We are free radio. We Are Broadcasters. Visit
0: wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station.
6: If you're like a lot of Floridians, you've not been spending a lot of time in your car. When you're called back to work or taking that nice family drive to get away from it all, take a good look at your windshield. If you notice any cracks or chips, I want you to call Auto Glass America. I use them on my windshield replacement. was so happy with the work. Remember, just because you drive an expensive import, you don't have to go to the dealer. And with Auto Glass America, you get a free windshield and cash back with comprehensive insurance that is the kind of deal we all need in this economy remember 813-96-GLASS 813-96-GLASS for Autoglass America tell them Mike Gallagher sent you Faith Talk 570 WTBN
1: online at letstalkfaith.com a service of the Salem Media Group
5: Hey, we're back, Bill Bunkley here, second hour of the Bill Bunkley Show, welcoming in our conservatives this afternoon, our veterans, those of the Tea Party joining our existing audience from hour number one, our folks with a Christian worldview, glad to have you here on the Salem Radio Network here in West Central Florida. Well, as we uh, ponder another day moving forward in this era of the COVID-19, things are changing. And I think that as we go along, we certainly have some horrible things that have happened, but I think we're going to find here and there, we're going to start learning about some of the positive things that have been happening because of our chance to, uh, well, reevaluate things, slow down our life a little bit. And uh, uh, we're seeing some of those signs of that right now. It is so good to have you with us here this afternoon. A couple of programming notes that coming up at the top of the next hour uh, our governor, uh, Ron DeSantis, is going to be holding a press conference, a lot of chatter going back and forth of what is the status of those uh, who are attempting to get some reemployment uh, protection, uh, so we'll have a chance to hear about that, probably an update on how the openings have been uh, rolling out. Uh, we're also going to have an opportunity to talk with uh, the lead pastor at Center Point Church at the bottom of the... Uh, bottom of the 5 o'clock hour, as he's going to be sharing and praying for our community, and that would be lead pastor Bryant Golden is going uh, to be with us. And I want to remind you that for those of you just joining us, we are almost there. I mean, we're talking about going across the goal line for our partnership this month with the Preborn Ministry. We're all about saving babies' lives. We're saving babies. And I want to ask you with an urgent appeal this afternoon, just for about a moment or two, is that if you haven't joined so many others right here in our Salem Radio, West Central Florida uh, listening area, would you please consider doing that this afternoon? I need your help this very moment. That's because we're about five, uh, about 50 ultrasounds short. That's it. 50 ultrasounds short of our goal of 321 ultrasounds. Now, why are we doing this? Well, we know that if a young teenage girl, if a young woman or a woman, if they see an ultrasound of that baby in their womb, and then they hear a Doppler, and they hear that baby's heartbeat, we know that 80%, I mean, that's a, that's a high figure, 80% are going to choose life. That's why it's so exciting that you, right now, can help us with five of those ultrasounds. Five of those ultrasounds, a one-time tax-deductible gift of $140. Would you call right now at 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229, and uh, would you share with the operator that you would like to take five of the ultrasounds? And by the way, we still today have the money the match, so now is the time we want you to jump on because that just means, look, when we finish this out, there was a few in the early going before we got the match, but generally speaking, take that 321 and double it. It may not be right at 640, but let's say somewhere around 600, wherever that figure is before before the match that's a huge number and that's going right to what could be your favorite crisis pregnancy center right here because preborn is not taking any money in this ministry the administrative costs are, are 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 provided outside of your gift and your gift that you give right here stays here right in our area and remember that when you look at the possibility of taking 10 of these Um, ultrasound sessions would you just stop and think eight of those women statistically because of your generosity they're going to choose life and it may be adoption doesn't mean that, that that woman or that teenager is going to keep the baby but there's a lot of resources to come and surround them at the crisis pregnancy centers after they make that decision a lot of help and for the last two months, they basically have only been hearing one side, and that's Planned Parenthood, who was allowed to stay open in Florida as an essential business. Not so for Crisis Pregnancy Center. So, right now, would you be one of our folks that says, you know what? I'm going to stand with that crew down at WTBN, I'm going to stand with Bill Bunkley. And since I know that statistically, what I give, 80% of what I give, the number, they're going to choose life. Man, That—that that, that's some odds, even if I don't gamble, and I hope you don't, but, but those are odds that I can't turn down. So call right now. Would you do 10 at 140, or would you do, excuse me, would you do 5 at 140, or would you do 10 ultrasounds uh, for 280? I need to hear from you right now. I would love to wrap this up today, 833-850-BABY, 833 2229 or you can go to TheAnswerSarasota.com, TheAnswerSarasota.com, or at Let'sTalkFaith.com, whatever your platform that you're listening to this afternoon. We want to be loyal to that. We understand that. Please, um, Please make that call. Please weigh in. Well, you know that I am president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. And uh, in that responsibility, uh, I remind you that uh, the whole idea about the abuses that we have been seeing here recently, and I'm talking about the uh, abuse of religious liberty, the abuse of religious freedom, and also our civil liberties. This is a very, very serious territory and uh, it isn't like we're in the early days. It isn't like where there's a little confusion of, you know, what takes priority in Constitution. Uh, most folks understand exactly the pecking order of the Constitution. And uh, you know what? That pecking order puts religious liberty, religious freedom, freedom of speech on top of the, on top of the stack. It's just the way it is. And so, by the way, our phone lines are open if you'd like to uh, join our conversation this afternoon at 877-943-9673. I want to tell you that I don't get what's going on in New York. Can I just tell you that? I just don't get what's going on in New York. Now, they have been hit tragically. There's no doubt about that. I mean, in the close quarters that the folks live uh, in uh, New York City and some of those areas, uh, it's almost like uh, you would ask yourself, man, how would I escape contracting COVID-19 when, when before I knew it was going on, there were so many people on top of me. And we're not talking about it today, but the horrendous decision by uh, Andrew Como, the 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 governor of New York, what he's done to the seniors in that state, what he's done to them by reputting them back into assisted living facilities and nursing homes after they were at a hospital diagnosed with covid-19 there is there is just no excuse for that so let's move on to another heavy-handed way of dealing with this crisis and i have no other option but to lay this at the feet of the governor because it's his policy Now, this is not a new story, but it's a new pastor in a new church. And it has been addressed immediately. It must be addressed immediately. And anywhere, this trampling of the First Amendment, the trampling of our religious freedom, our religious liberty, for us, it's preaching the gospel. For us, it's conducting church. Now, keep in mind, it's not... Exclusively Christian, whether you're you're Jewish, you're Muslim, um, any other, any way that you are practicing your faith, that is covered by our First Amendment. But listen to this story. Upstate New York. Now I want you to f- I want you to have this picture in your mind. We're talking about forty members. of of a church. Not 400, not 4,000, not 40,000. We're talking about 40. So this past Sunday, these 40 people wanted to come together in some form or fashion. And they're following the scripture of, of the Bible. Do not forsake the assembly of yourselves in worship. We've, we've had a, a, a health consideration that that temporarily, keyword temporarily, has sort of been modified. But, but they wanted to come together. They wanted to worship together. And so what they did was they gathered in the church parking lot of the Central Bible Baptist Church in Massena, M-A-S-S-E-N-A, Massena. So what did they do in upstate New York? These 40 people came in 18 vehicles. Are you with me? Eighteen vehicles pulled into the parking lot of this church. Eighteen vehicles holding these 40 people did not get out of their car. They didn't even roll down their windows. Their pastor took to the church steps. And by the way, put this name down and pray for this pastor. Samson Ryman. Pastor Samson Ryman of the Central Bible Baptist Church there in Messina. So he begins to pray, and he's praying on a local transmitter, and they're listening to an FM position or station on their radio. The next day. The Messina Police Department issued an informal cease and desist to Pastor Ryman. This is total harassment. This is a total disregard for the Constitution of the United States. There is This is like a witch hunt. There is nothing that these people did in coming to worship their Lord that was going to put anybody in jeopardy to be inflicted with COVID-19. Nothing. This is absolutely, not only is it ridiculous, not only is it shocking, we have to stay on top of this. We have to get behind that pastor. And by the way, this little church, 40 people, 18 cars, they're going to want to find the pastor $1,000. $1,000, I guess, for every Sunday he preaches the gospel. You know what the pastor said? Humble guy. We're not trying to be rebellious. We're just trying to be safe. And reach our community with the gospel of Jesus Christ in these difficult times when people are having anxiety, worry, different mental concerns, and they want to get some spiritual help through the word of God, some hope. I believe we can do that safely with a drive-in church. 877-943-9673. Got to take a break. We'll, pr- we'll bring this up uh, again next segment. Call in if you got a comment or question.
0: The stock market is tanking. Unemployment will likely reach an all-time high. Experts are saying the worst is yet to come, but what we need now is a solution. We have Colin Plume, president of Noble Gold, for some advice. What can Americans do now to prepare for a financially secure future?
1: It's time to invest in assets that are sure to maintain value through any economic disaster such as gold, silver, and other precious metals. Holding shares in companies that might not be there next year doesn't make any sense to me. And the markets are made up of hundreds of companies just like this. Take a look at the Dow Jones from 25 years ago. There are less than a handful of companies that have survived the test of time, such as Kodak and Westinghouse. But the precious metals market is not only surviving, it's thriving.
0: That's encouraging, Colin. But how do our listeners, especially ones without financial savvy, explore the best strategies for their specific needs? And do we even have gold left? I heard there's a shortage.
1: We have helped thousands secure their investment and ready to help more. Just visit noblegoldinvestments.com. That's noblegoldinvestments.com. That's noblegoldinvestments.com.
15: Hi, David Moss Jr. here. On behalf of our family and team at Moss Nissan, thank you to our healthcare professionals and first responders for the heroic efforts. To honor their commitment, doctors, nurses, and first responders will get 20% off of all service work, free valet service, along with complimentary cleaning and sanitizing of their vehicles with OmniShield. As Tampa Bay reopens for business, now is the best time to purchase a new or pre-owned vehicle from Moss Nissan. With incredible factory incentives, 0% financing available on new vehicles, and rock-bottom pricing on all pre-owned vehicles, you'll save like never before. And rest assured that when you visit any Moss Nissan location, proper precautions have been taken, including frequent sanitizing all high-touch surfaces, plus Moss Nissan provides OmniShield and antimicrobial treatment as part of every Moss Care maintenance package. If you feel safer at home, you can shop, finance, and schedule delivery or service all at MossNissan.com. I'm David Moss, Jr., and Moss Nissan is open for business.
5: 877 943 9673. 877 943 9673. Bill Bunkley here. As we are watching the atrocities, and you would think by now, because of the many judges who have stepped in at various levels at various locations around the, the country, were these very extremist, um, heavy handed. The, 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 the bully government has tried to do this to various church configurations, and they have been, they have been rolled back. Here we got New York. Here we have New York. And um, fortunately, fortunately, We've got an uh, an organization that is stepping in, and pardon me, I was was getting an update in that sort of caught my eye. We may get to that in just a moment. But again, if you just join us, we have a pastor in upstate New York who is preaching from a porch at a small Baptist church. Forty members gathered in 18 vehicles, all had their windows rolled up all had their radios on, but they could have that visual contact and maybe visual contact from car to car. And and, um, no, under the governor of the state of New York, who literally has maybe cost over 5,000 lives, and uh, we may get to a cut where there needs to be an investigation on Governor Andrew Cuomo. And we may hear, we've got a little bit of an extended cut that it may be worth listening to. Um, I'll, I'll review it at the break, but let's get back to this. It is his order that the Manassa Police Department went out yesterday after the church had their church service in their parking lot and uh, threatened them uh, with a cease and desist, and if you don't comply, we're going to hit you up for 1000 bucks. This is a small church. This church, first of all, they're not going to stand alone in this battle. I am so proud, I've been proud through the years of the Rutherford Institute. It is a nonprofit civil liberties organization. And uh, they have warned the police department, you make a move on this pastor, you got a lawsuit. You got a lawsuit. John W. Whitehead, who's the president of the Rutherford Institute, said, and I quote, we do have the law behind us. Of course you do, John. And I think they got the message so far. We'll have to wait and see about that. But Whitehead went on to say, you shouldn't be shutting down churches. If you can go to a bar and if you can go and get carry out, This doesn't make any sense. Let people worship safely, and let's get back to our normal. And above all, let's protect our Constitution. Now keep in mind, this happened after a federal court in Kentucky just ruled that a church is in fact allowed to hold drive-in services despite government officials forbidding them. This is what's frustrating about my line of work sometimes. First of all, you know where a case is going to go, ultimately. But you know, you have people, bureaucrats. And you have, like, this situation in, in New York. If I was a New Yorker, I'd really be thinking about what my governor has done. Here you had a governor that was uh, picked up by the media almost daily. Having a 15 to 20 minute news conference? No. Hour, two hours pontificating. Trying to demonstrate his knowledge of all things. Sad. Sad, sad, very sad. And now it's his order that uh, I think that uh, he's worried about the the fact that his, you know, with all of his uh, high liberal policies in New York, all those pension plans, (coughs) they can't be funded, all the government, all the excessive green legislation, everything, New York, upside down, mismanaged. California, upside down mismanaged Chicago Illinois upside down mismanaged and so that's one aspect now we're gonna get back to New York hopefully because uh, I, I want to get back to this this Governor Cuomo thing because you're not hearing a lot about it in the mainstream media because the reality of what we're finding out and the amount of time they gave the governor of New York, they're not wanting to go there. Believe me, they're not wanting to go there. But in a related, uh, related a story that I want to bring to you this afternoon, and again, it's this very idea about targeting churches, targeting churches with lawsuits. And so we have another form of um, a little bit hideous behavior. And and that's because there is a question of whether or not churches are liable to COVID-19 lawsuits. Andrea Morris reporting from CBN News, about 300 religious leaders have come together, they've approached Congress, they want faith-based organizations to be legally protected from facing possible lawsuits during the COVID-19 pandemic. If you're a pastor, listen up. If you're a deacon, listen up. If you're opening up your church, listen up. In this letter, there is a concern about a possible, quote, swarm of lawsuits, unquote, from people who may allege they contracted COVID-19 while at your church or after receiving charitable services from a religious group. Listen to this. You go by. There's a food drive that day. You get the package of food from the church. Next thing you know, thank you, church, for your weekly bag of food you've given us. But, hey, now we're going to try and make a case that you gave us COVID-19. We are suing your church and your assets. Those who signed on to this have asked the Congress for liability restrictions for religious organizations in the next COVID-19 recovery package. When I come back. I'll tell you some of the names that have a great concern, and that causes me to have a great concern, and you should have a great concern. 877-943-9673. More on this story next on the Bill Bunkley
4: Show.
3: I
9: With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRostra. Full day on Capitol Hill today. President Trump meeting with Senate Republicans over lunch to consider next steps in the coronavirus response. Vice President Mike Pence and Treasury Secretary Mnuchin huddled with Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and House GOP Leader Kevin McCarthy. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell told the Senate Banking, Housing and Urban Affairs Committee the central bank's lending programs for medium-sized businesses and state and local governments will be operational by the end of this month. During a White House meeting this morning with farmers and ranchers from around the country, President Trump announced the Coronavirus Food Assistance Program, a $19 billion initiative to support the nation's agricultural producers and suppliers. And the Department of Health and Human Services awarding a $350 billion four-year contract to Virginia-based biotech company Flow Corporation to manufacture coronavirus drugs and other essential medicines. This is SRN News.
2: Wondering how can God be good in the midst of the coronavirus suffering? Grab a free download of the new book, Coronavirus and Christ, from Family Life Today. Author John Piper writes,
3: This is not unprecedented in the global influenza epidemic of 1918. 50 million people around the world died. Over 500,000 of those were in the United States. A man was shot for not wearing a mask. Schools were closed. Ministers spoke of Armageddon. The past is warning, not fate.
2: So where is God now during the coronavirus outbreak? Download Coronavirus in Christ by logging onto our station website and using the keyword DOWNLOAD. In this free book by John Piper, you'll get answers to your questions and concerns,
10: answers you can share with others. Download your free copy of Coronavirus in Christ by John Piper at letstalkfaith.com. Keyword download. Here's Dr. J. Vernon McGee with a poem about Bible study.
3: Yes, I thought I knew the word, but I found that thorough reading was
1: a different thing to do when I read the Bible through.
2: If you've been on the Bible bus for long, you know letters are a big deal to Through the Bible. Tell them how your Bible study with them has changed your life by logging onto our station website, Keyword
10: Letter. Click the Through the Bible banner today at LetstalkFaith.com.
1: Crooked teeth may embarrass kids whose families can't afford braces, and trying to fix their teeth themselves can make things worse. Luckily, there's donated orthodontic services, a program from the American Association of Orthodontists. For children and teens who qualify and are matched with a volunteer orthodontist, treatment can be life-changing and help them smile with confidence. Learn more at aaoinfo.org. Weekday mornings at 6, join Pastor Steve Kreloff for Verse by Verse. See the holiness of God. Look at the holiness of God. You look at the holiness of God and the purity of Jesus Christ, the purity of God the Father, God the Spirit, and you will hate your sin. Listen to Verse by Verse with Pastor Steve Kreloff, weekday mornings at 6 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN, online at letstalkfaith.com.
5: We're back. Bill Bunkley here. Phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. Is your church protected from lawsuits from someone who will say they contracted COVID-19 from your church? I think the jury is still out. Lawyers have different opinions. But the reason why I want to make sure you're you're clear on this story is we have seen from the groups like the Organization for the Separation of Church and State we can see how liberal groups very well funded have no problem filing lawsuits and when a lawsuit is filed guess what it has to be defended now we've got some fine organizations, Liberty Council, et cetera, uh, Rutherford Institute, uh, many of them. They're on they're on my show all the time, and no doubt that uh, uh, there there is free assistance. But but lawsuits can be very costly, even if they don't prevail. That's why some of our notable leaders, uh, one is evangelist Franklin Graham. Another is Dr. James Dobson. Another is our National Salem Radio a talk show host, Eric Metaxas. Another one is Tony Perkins, the president of the Family Research Council. We have the Christian actor, Kirk Cameron. Those are just a few who have signed and submitted this letter to the Senate committee to the judiciary last Tuesday. The letter reads, to avoid these unintended consequences, we propose that Congress act swiftly to provide immunity or limited liability for religious organizations from negligent suits resulting from their serving the public or reopening in accordance with local orders. America's faith communities and places of worship have always been at the forefront of ensuring that the hungry are fed, the naked are clothed, and the homeless are sheltered. The letter stipulates that protecting our charitable organizations, protecting our churches, that's going to allow them to go forward To me, not looking over their shoulder, looking forward to provide the services that they are providing. This group, and I find myself among them, find the need that it's reasonable to ask the Congress to give these organizations legal protection. They are are picking up what the government can never do. They are ministering. They are praying with. They are seeing to the spiritual and the physical needs, and I must say, also the mental health needs of America. And by the way, those protections ought to be extended to medical professionals and, and also businesses that are also on the front line. Because we are a country that has been in desperate need of tort reform for a long, 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 long time. Now, this letter went in, uh, hosted by the First Liberty Institute, another one of the fine uh, organizations. And um, I think it's important that uh, we understand that there is a host of lawyers, and I'm not... I'm not, I'm not besmirching lawyers in general, but there are a lot of lawyers. Some say that we have too many lawyers in America. And because we have too many and they are constantly tripping over each other to get some business, some would say, that's why it's important for you to know, know a good lawyer, and have your go-to lawyer before you ever need him or her. And there's some good ones, excellent ones. But um, I've had lawyers tell me that, no, there's no liability, and they, they'll cite this, they cite that. So let me ask you a question. What causes someone not to file a lawsuit? You can just about file a lawsuit for everything. So if there's an opportunity for the Congress to put up a firewall for those not even to be filed, well, I think that's something that we should be doing and looking into. Phone lines open, 877-943-9673. Let's go to Mr. Jim in Odessa. Welcome back, Jim.
16: Hey, Bill i an opinion that you, you might think I may not have because I don't think there should be blanket amnesty because churches as well as restaurants and every other place that opens up to the public must have due diligence to to protect the, their patrons, just like if you have to put signage up and clean up a wet spill or you can't leave something laying in the floor. I don't believe even churches or anybody should get blanket amnesty. What if your religion is one that likes to let multiple people slurp out of the same uh, cup? I mean, should that be, uh, 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 should they be given immunity? No, I think you have to do due diligence and reasonably, the people who worship have to have a reasonable expectation that they will be protected against the virus. So I, I, I think this. If, if there's a need for something but I don't think it's just like a okay, uh, 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 blanket amnesty what if what if, what if don't you want the church to wipe down the nursery or, you know keep the kids clean I mean the, the the fear of a lawsuit would prompt some churches that may not be as responsible to be responsible do you see my point
5: yes now how do you square that with personal responsibility not from the church but from someone who would go to a church or would receive a bag of food how how do you square the fact that we've talked well we've talked about the fact that we've got to now move to more of a of a situation of one's personal responsibility so if i go to church if i go to any uh church faith organization and i see some of the very things that you have cited is it not my personal responsibility to go elsewhere i mean so so we may what? have a few excuses uh, excesses not excuses we may have a few excesses that you've talked about but you have you i know you know that the opportunity to sue a church is uh for those on the left i mean This could be part of what their agenda is, moving to socialism, communism, to try and um, uh, break down faith in America. I mean, I I don't see it. You know, the places that would abuse something like that, I get that. And I guess there's uh, some middle ground there. But I I think protecting the lion's share of the 80 or 90 or 95 percent of the churches that are doing it right and what it amounts to is a frivolous lawsuit, possibly. Uh, I don't know that I could go, go down the road you're talking about.
16: Well, it it's climbs over your, your fence and gets killed in your swimming pool. They're going to come after you. It's, it's not always fair, but it's, I don't know, it's, it's the way the laws are written. Um why not give amnesty to the restaurant? Why not give amnesty to the movie theaters? Why just do it for religious organizations?
5: Well, we're talking about doctor's office, dentist's office. I mean, there is discussion that
16: it's not just for the churches. So I get you. Okay, point. well, then if it's not just for the churches, that's different. It needs to be either, if it's good for one, it's good for all because. Uh, you know the the lawyers are going to go after where the, go after where the money is unless they've got an agenda. Well, like, the like money the control. money
5: is with first responders in many cases, or with doctors. All a lot of them
16: are protected because they're they're governmental agencies.
5: Well, my my doctor's not protected. My dentist is not protective. So uh, you know I, I get what you're saying, but not the very people that uh, are also on the front lines and. And keep in mind that we've got to start seeing a lot of Americans, because a lot of folks with these conditions are not showing up. But I'm just very concerned. I have voiced this to my church. I have voiced this to others. Uh, some lawyers agree, some don't agree. But I've been at this. I've been yeah. at this game in Tallahassee too long. It doesn't matter where they can or they can't. They'll file suit, and you've got to get someone to represent the church. And uh, we've only got a handful of these very fine uh, religious freedom, religious liberty, civil liberty organizations that are 501c3 folks that depend on contributions to give the free uh, representation. And uh, I, I'm just I'm just applying my past of frivolous lawsuits that can put somebody out of business that never did anything, and I've got a concern, and I, I think I join those guys that uh, and gals who have petition the senate to, to do something to, to give some protection
16: well you know our church has been sued you know you remember 20 years ago the, the skiing accident and then our church was sued uh, for negligence lost in the one on appeal so the, there are people out there who will sue a church because some churches have a lot of money such as our church but uh unless they're out to make a point no law firm is going to waste money trying to sue a 10-member church. Well, just money let's there. go back.
5: Let's go back because the first thing they're going to do, Jim, in Discovery, they're going to they're ask in Discovery, let me see your liability insurance policy. It isn't just that it's a small church. Keep in mind that they're going to see how much money they can get, not just from the church, but from the insurance policy. And as we all know, insurance companies oftentimes – Will say okay. Well, tell you what. Why don't we settle for fifty thousand? And they settle without even. In the church or the organization has no authority
16: to get the veto or
5: not. So there is money Bill, out Bill, there to be had, Jim. You got to understand that.
16: Bill, do, yeah, but Bill, look look the way the insurance is written. Do you think it covers disease? A bit. Uh, there's some sort. You got you got to read the insurance policy. No, I understand that, but they're but not even in, into specifics, and so the money may not be there on the insurance policy to cover to cover fishing. So up you're okay.
5: So you're okay. You're okay for fishing expeditions to our churches, uh, that they've got to defend. They've got to put assets with. So you are okay with no protection that our churches can that. be the sub. Well, that's that.
16: That's what the end result is. No, I'm I mean we disagree to disagree, if, if, but if that's it's the end result. Amnesty for churches, it should be blanket amnesty for restaurants, for doctors, for everyone. I'm a proponent of writing legislation that that covers everybody that opens and say, Look, don't be going after people if you decide to, to be a patron at a place knowing there's a virus out there and if it's on you is, is taking care of doing Doing everything they've been recommended to do, and you do your due diligence. Well, then it's 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 on you. All right. We got about ten
5: seconds. I got to, 10 to I gotta go. Ten seconds. Eight seven seven nine four three nine six seven three. I'm Bill Bunkley. Be right back.
13: Well, I The following is a true story. I had a lady that was in her mid-70s, and I'd sold her timeshare, and that was the lowest I'd ever felt in my life. I knew then that I had to do something to simply not to go to hell for selling timeshare.
10: Chuck McDowell founded Wesley Financial Group to help folks cancel their timeshares permanently. Called her
13: and everybody that I'd sold timeshare to, and I said, this is what I said to you that was a lie, and this is what you need to do to cancel your timeshare. From that point, people started referring friends to me to help them cancel the timeshare, and that's how it all started. I fought the world's largest timeshare company in federal court. If I had lost that lawsuit, there would be no one helping people that have been lied to when they bought timeshare. If we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare, or we'll give your money back. That's what makes us different.
11: Call
1: Wesley Financial Group now for a free information kit.
10: 800-515-1771. That's 800-515-1771. 800-515-1771.
16: Hey, folks, Bill Bunkley here.
5: Like you, I'm staying at home, spending time with my family. And one thing we enjoy right now is watching uplifting movies that affirm our faith. With all the choices, what can you watch? Well... I have an answer. Introducing Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, a documentary which presents convincing evidence that the biblical account of the Exodus is true. Investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney journeyed to Egypt, Israel, and throughout the world to search for answers to one very important question. Did the stories, like Exodus, as written in the Bible, really happen? The results of his investigation are monumental. Right now, you can watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, at home. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com That's Patterns of Evidence.com. And immediately following the movie, a panel moderated by Gretchen Carlson and featuring Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, and Anne Graham Locks will provide further insights and commentary on the film. Watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, and others in this series. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com.
7: I'm Barb Yoder, General Manager of Faith Talk Tampa. We know that everyone is going through extremely difficult challenges right now, and we strive to continue to keep you informed throughout every step of this unprecedented event. Part of that information are messages by the great many local and national businesses that are continuing to provide goods and services despite these challenging times. If you're a fan of Faith Talk Tampa, we ask you to support those hardworking businesses that you hear there is no more direct way to show your support for our conservative Christian message than to buy from our advertisers, keeping them in business and strong for the future. And when you do, let them know that you appreciate their being on Faith Talk Tampa, and that's how you heard about them. We're all in this together, and on behalf of all of us at Salem Media, Tampa, and Sarasota, thank you for listening and supporting our hardworking businesses.
10: Connect with us at Let's Talk
2: Faith.com. Some things you hear just stick with you, like when Through the Bible's Dr. J. Vernon McGee says, It's not the book of the month, it's the book of the ages that we need today. Got a favorite Bible bus saying, This is letter month at Through the Bible. Tell them your favorite quote by logging onto our station website keyword letter. They'd love to hear from you.
10: Let us know how Through the Bible with J. Vernon McGee has impacted your life. Click the Through the Bible banner today
12: at Let'sTalkFaith.com.
5: Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley here, 877-943-9673. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, nice discussion this afternoon. Uh blanket amnesty or protection for the churches? Good conversation with Jim just a minute ago. And so we will continue to uh, keep you up to date on this story. And, of course, if you are in the camp that uh, churches can't be sued, I'm just not there, uh, then it's a moot point. But uh, for some of the leaders that I mentioned, and I've been talking about this for two or three weeks, well, probably more than that, That I'm not a lawyer, and so um, even if I was a lawyer, why do we have judges? Why do we have appellate courts? Why do we have a Supreme Court? Because very smart men and women uh, who um, have uh, completed uh, their uh, very strenuous uh, law degree journey, well, they can see things from a point of view uh, that are different than others who have uh, gone down that same path. And uh, ultimately, it's what the courts say. And ultimately, if there's an, uh, an appellate area, it when it goes to the top. But anyway, I am certainly sympathetic to all entities that get uh, attacked uh, or the potential for attack for a frivolous lawsuit. Uh, but I'm also vigilant that uh, if uh, there is clear evidence that, you know, um, some, some of the things that Jim was talking about, I'm not trying to let those folks off the hook either. I just know, I just know, there's not an agenda. You know, we're a divided country, and uh, we, we've got a significant part of the country who thinks that people like me are crazy because I have faith and I follow Christ. I get that. I understand that. But there's a large number of people who believe that uh, maybe we shouldn't be on the air with this Christian content. Maybe we should not let people even go to these churches who believe in things they can't see, believe in things that they can't put their finger on. Well, understand those folks are out there. And you see, you see how committed people are. Look at the commitment of the left against our president. I mean, they hate him. They hate him. And it's beyond the issues now. It's what can we do to shut him down? What can we do to get him out of office? And if you don't think there's some folks out there during this COVID-19 who hate churches, maybe there's some folks that have some bad experiences in churches. I don't know. But uh, I want to tell you that um, just like this pastor who wants to stand on his porch, preach on a little radio frequency to 16 cars and 40 people, when you see stuff like that, I think you need to be vigilant about the very thing that I'm talking about is lawsuit protection. But anyway, um, let's see here. I wanted, I promised... um, this story about uh, Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, is very important. Uh, uh, Joe, how much time do we have left? Just over three minutes. Okay. Uh, I'll play a good portion of it. This morning on Fox & Friends with Steve Ducey, Brian Kilme, and Ainsley Earhart, Representative uh, Elise Stefanik from New York, the 21st Congressional District, she had some very, very direct uh, opinions on uh, the fact that uh, with over 5,000 lives lost, she's calling for Health and Human Services to conduct an independent investigation into what happened in New York. Let's listen into to a portion. And um, here we go.
10: Well, maybe it's the Democrats' strategy to be able to say the closer we get to November, you know, if we controlled the Senate, we would have been able to impeach him the first time. So let's see if if that is part of their game plan. Meanwhile, let's talk a little bit about an investigation you are calling for, Congresswoman, regarding nursing homes in the Empire State of New York, uh, because the governor has uh, essentially changed the way COVID deaths are being reported. We've got a soundbite, though first to listen to here's the governor talking about how nursing homes are a top priority for him after saying that older people were going to die watch
17: who can we prosecute for those deaths nobody older people vulnerable people are going to die from this virus and that is a fact and that is not going to change We now have a top priority, uh, which we have from day one, which is our nursing homes. I understand we have the most aggressive standard in the nation. But I also know
10: that it is necessary. So there he said initially older people were going to die, and then he's talking about his top priority being to protect those people. You're calling for an investigation. Explain why.
18: Because New York has mismanaged how we have approached and how we've protected our seniors in our nursing homes. We knew going into this that our most vulnerable are our seniors, and particularly in those assisted living facilities, whether they're senior living facilities or nursing homes. New York, when compared to other states, took a number of negative actions that cost over 5,000 lives the governor uh, took executive action forcing positive COVID cases back into nursing homes, there was zero transparency in terms of informing the seniors, the workers or the family members whether there were positive cases. They also didn't fully tell the public how many seniors deaths there were coming from nursing homes. So that reporting data, they didn't count the hospital deaths when there was a positive case that was uh, transmitted because wow. of the senior nursing home. We took the opposite of, Approach in my district, and I have to applaud the county public health officials. In our first case of a senior assisted living facility, the county.
1: The best Christian music to brighten your day, messages that inspire hope, life, and spiritual transformation from the nation's leading Christian teachers, and a safe place for you to grow in your faith. Sound like something you could use? Visit ChristianRadio.com. ChristianRadio.com is a place you can find hope when there seems to be none. All your favorite Christian radio stations can go with you wherever you go. Join us now online and on your mobile app at christianradio.com.
6: If you're like a lot of Floridians, you've not been spending a lot of time in your car. When you're called back to work or taking that nice family drive to get away from it all, take a good look at your windshield. If you notice any cracks or chips, I want you to call Auto Glass America. I used them on my windshield replacement. was so happy with the work. Remember, just because you drive an expensive import, you don't have to go to the dealer. And with Auto Glass America, you get a free windshield and cash back with comprehensive insurance that is the kind of deal we all need in this economy. Remember, 813-96-GLASS. 813-96-GLASS for Auto Glass America. Tell them my guests. Gallagher sent you. Faith Talk 570 WTBN,
1: Pinellas Park. Online at Let's Talk Faith.com, A service of the Salem Media Group.
19: With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump threatens to permanently cut off funding for the World Health Organization and reconsider U.S. membership over its handling of the coronavirus.
8: Trump tweeted a letter sent to the WHO that read the only way forward is if they can actually demonstrate independence from China. It also laid out allegations of missteps in how it says the agency responded to the coronavirus. Trump has repeatedly attacked the WHO, claiming it helped China conceal the extent of the virus in its early stages and gave the U.S. bad advice. The WHO has bowed to calls from most of its member states to launch an independent evaluation of how it managed the response to the coronavirus. I'm Julie Walker.
19: The coronavirus pandemic will alter communion services for many American Christians. The practice of Holy Communion is the
2: most cherished sacrament for many Christians, and it will soon be undergoing some striking changes at Catholic and Protestant churches across the United States. Over the coming weeks, there will be a gradual easing of restrictions on large gatherings that were imposed because of the coronavirus outbreak. Many churches that formerly encouraged churchgoers to drink wine from a communal cup will halt that practice, at least temporarily. In some cases, clergy will be instructed to use hand sanitizer before commencing with the sacrament and to wear face masks while serving the communion wafers. I'm Walter Ratliff.
19: President Trump went to Capitol Hill to meet Tuesday with Senate Republicans over lunch as Washington considers next steps in the coronavirus response. The spokesman says Mr. Trump was there to thank senators for their work during this unprecedented crisis to discuss progress on safely opening up America again and explore the path to economic prosperity for all Americans. The administration was making a full day of appearances on Capitol Hill. On Wall Street, though, the Dow was down by 390 points. This is SRN News.
14: Migraines can attack anytime, anywhere. Now there's a new kind of pill you can take anytime, anywhere to treat them. Introducing Ubrelvi or Ubrojapant. Ubrelvi can provide relief from migraine pain and debilitating symptoms without worrying where you are or if it's too late. People took Ubrelvi within four hours of a migraine attack. One dose can quickly stop a migraine in its tracks within two hours, and many had pain relief in just one hour.
10: Ubrelvi treats migraine attacks in adults and is not for migraine prevention. It is available by prescription only. Do not take Ubrelvi with strong CYP3A4 inhibitors. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take. Few people had side effects. The most common were nausea, 2 4%, and tiredness, 2 3%.
14: While normal routines have shifted, the need for migraine treatment remains the same. Contact your healthcare provider. Provider to see if Ubrelvi is right for you. Ubrelvi, the anytime, anywhere migraine medicine. Learn about support and resources at ubrelvi.com or call 844 4 UBRELVY. Sponsored by Allergan.
8: May I take a few moments just to bow my head in prayer with you because the thoughts before us are heavy and yet they are meaningful. We need to look at them. Father, thank you for what we've already heard in music in the proclamation of the word.
19: That audio from Ravi Zacharias Ministries. The 74-year-old evangelist died early this morning at his home in Atlanta of sarcoma, a virulent form of cancer. The Reverend Billy Graham had invited Zacharias to preach at the inaugural International Conference for Itinerant Evangelists in Amsterdam in 1983. He rose to prominence as a defender of the intellectual credibility of Christianity. Congregational singing is considered essential for many churches, but due to warnings from doctors, some pastors are putting the practice on hold for the moment. There's evidence that singing in a group setting can help spread the coronavirus. Many church leaders aren't yet sure what to do, while others are designing plans to phase singing back in slowly. SRN News.
2: We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station.
1: You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing. And Salem Surround can help. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn
2: how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more by logging on to surroundtampa.com. Surroundtampa.com. Connecting you with new customers.
1: Faith Talk 570, WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group.
2: Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods.
0: This is the Bill Bunkley Show
3: As for me and
2: my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around or the true and the living God.
0: And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley.
2: Good
5: afternoon, Bill Bunkley with the Bill Bunkley Show here in the 5 o'clock hour I very quickly want to go to our uh, state capitol in Tallahassee in just a a second. Our Governor uh, Ron DeSantis is speaking, but I also want to remind you that coming up at the bottom of the hour, we will be coming back, um, if the governor is still speaking, to spend some time with the lead pastor at Centerpoint Church, and that is Bryant Golden. He'll be sharing and praying at 530 But uh, let's find out what's happening with, uh, well, the unemployment, the reemployment, and also how phase one full on is working. This is the governor in
17: Tallahassee. In the past uh, was uh, really not up to the job. This was a system that was designed to have 1,000 individual users on the website at a given time and you could surge it to 5,000. So that was kind of the the vision of what you would need. Well, when you're in a situation like this, that's the equivalent of throwing a jalopy in the Daytona 500. Uh, It's just not gonna cut it. And so you needed to expand capacity uh, big time. We did that, I'll go over some of the steps that we've taken and continue to take. Uh, But this was a a big challenge. Um, It's taken a lot of work, this is still, not the best design system, uh, but as of yesterday, uh, almost a million unique, complete, and eligible applicants. And of that, you have 97.6% uh, has received payment. So that was some place that we were so far away of six weeks ago. So now you're in a situation 975,656 uh, hundred floridians uh, have been processed and have received payment and here's how the math comes you have total claims about two million but some were duplicates because look i understand people where when the connect system you couldn't even get on it they would go submit a paper application when pega was put up some people did pega so obviously you got to separate out you only get one application Um, and then there's some that just will go on and they'll put some information but don't actually complete the application Uh, so if you if you deduct that you're at uh... one point six million unique claims there's one hundred and seventy two thousand seven hundred seventy that are currently in the verification process and I'll mention kind of as we go on a little bit what that's all about. Uh, so you have one point four six eight total million total processed claims, and this is all just in the last uh, two months, most of it in the last probably six or eight weeks. Uh, so you have that four hundred sixty eight thousand are ineligible for reemployment assistance in the state. There's various reasons for that. There's some who are independent contractors who wouldn't qualify under state law. But as you note, there's almost 100,000 who are eligible for the federal $600. Most of the applicants, fortunately, are eligible for both, but you do have some that aren't. And then, of course, you have some people that just aren't aren't, aren't eligible. Some of them don't even live in Florida. Some of them make money out of state. Uh, Some of them don't have um, a valid um, uh, uh, identity social security number. So uh, about a million eligible and ninety seven point six percent of those who are eligible and processed uh, have been paid and since March 15th the Florida Department of Economic Opportunity has paid out $2.659 two point six five nine billion dollars two billion six hundred fifty nine million seven hundred ninety seven thousand eight hundred fifty nine dollars uh, just since March 15th and so that is To say that is unprecedented in the agency's history really wouldn't be doing that word justice. In fact, um, if you look out, the department has paid out more money in the last 10 weeks than it had in the previous five years combined. So 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, and 2019. If you aggregate all the money that the agency agency paid out, uh, you've had more just in the last 10 weeks uh, than that. Um, And so that's a a big time effort. Uh, It's uh, obviously has required a lot, a lot of trial and error and a lot of work. uh, But that's a a significant um, amount of money. So, mention. You know, 2 million, you have almost 400,000 that were duplicates, have errors, or incomplete, so about 1.6 million unique claims. Uh, so why are some reasons why people can't be processed? You know, obviously, you got to complete the application. So if you don't have a last name, you don't have a Social Security number, uh, you know, that's going to be problematic. Uh, you have to be able to have your identity verified So a social security number uh, is going to be required, and it's actually required under federal law that that be verified as a legitimate social security number. You will have claims that are locked for fraudulent activity, and there's different triggers for that. Some triggers are someone submits a claim, it's valid, they get paid, and then they go on again and submit another one. And uh, that will cause the, the account to be locked. Um, sometimes people just didn't realize they got paid and were trying to do it again. But there are certain pitfalls with that. So anytime you have multiple claims for the same person, you know, there is going to be a fraud alert on that. And then obviously you've got to provide work history information. Uh, reemployment assistance for people that lost their jobs. And so you have to show the, the source of employment. Of the 1.6 million unique claims uh, about half a million uh, 28.6% were deemed ineligible at some point in the process. Now, normally in a normal environment, the majority of claims that are submitted for reemployment assistance in Florida are deemed ineligible. And so this I think the majority of claims are being paid but that's obviously more reflective of these extraordinary circumstances so why would you be deemed ineligible uh, if the employment separation was deemed a discharge for misconduct if the claimant voluntarily quit work without good cause the claimant received income for the week they were claiming unemployment um, if the claimant was not able and available for work so these are things just basically under the law uh, and how you're doing. And we do have people that are applying for Florida reemployment who are receiving wages in other states. And so that obviously would, would render you ineligible if that were the case. You do have the federal pandemic unemployment assistance. And so most, the vast, vast majority of the applicants in Florida are getting up to $275 a week from the state and then $600 a week from the federal government. And so that is something that is broader than the state's rules because you could be an independent contractor and potentially qualify for the, the what they call PUA. Uh, so we have almost 100,000 of the ineligible state RA claims have already been deemed eligible for PUA and then more of these are being worked through the system now. So I, I imagine you'll see that number grow, uh, which is obviously a good thing. I mean, The unemployment was written for kind of the typical employee. You do have some folks who are contractors or whatever that it's really good that this federal, the federal benefits are available to them. And so this was something that required overcoming a lot of challenges. There's still to this day glitches being fixed every single day, uh, software upgrades. But you know, we were in a situation where people, at one point the system was down. Like 75% of the time, the system, the, the website wasn't even up, and, and any decent website is up 99.999% of the time. So, so big, big problem, and there were a lot of things done to troubleshoot that, including a mobile-friendly website, an adapter so that data can be transferred from the new mobile-friendly site to Connect. Paper applications, which many people availed themselves, and actually free printing and mail, um, mailing through FedEx. I personally talked to the CEO of, of FedEx and asked for that assistance, and they graciously provided it. Also, Career sur- uh, Source Florida and local governments. So getting those claims in. Now, this was at least 100,000, I think many more than that. Massive boxes inside DEO had all kind of employees having to surge uh, to meet that. Uh, But I think it was the right thing to do because if someone couldn't get on the system, they needed a way to be able to file the claim. Um, The the customer service centers, I mean, there were not very many calls being received in February. I can tell you that because unemployment was so low. So this has been a, a big uh, issue to be able to get more representatives. Uh, and so there's now five customer service centers with nearly 6,000 trained representatives. Uh, there's certain training that takes place in a matter of days for things like pin resets, some of the more intensive, uh, had normally taken a month. That's been streamlined to two weeks. And, and again, this is because of the problem you know, being so massive, you have to surge personnel to be able uh, to do that. Yeah, you know, obviously reemployment is based on the idea that it's temporary, you need to be looking for work. Well, obviously the jobs were drying up. It was not a time where you're going to be able to go out and find a lot of people hiring. So I as governor suspended the work church requirements in a way uh in order to uh, up, uh to to speed this thing along. System was overwhelmed. People could not uh, sign on to recertify. You do have to recertify every 2 weeks. Uh we suspended that, but we did bring in 72 servers to be able to allow more concurrent users on the connect system and again that's taking that jalopy understanding you're running in daytona you're going to get left in the dust bring in more servers make all these different upgrades like the sand system transfer speeds software optimizations that's getting under the hood understanding you kind of have what you have and how can you make it so that people can eventually get their money. And so that is what uh, was being done for, for, for days and days and weeks and weeks and really 24 hours a day for a lot of this stuff. Um, we wanted to make sure the money got out as quickly as possible. Now normally if you were unemployed in say January, you know, you it would take a couple weeks before you really could even apply. So there was a waiting week, you had to apply for jobs, and then by the time it went through the system, it was definitely a four to five week process. Uh, in normal times and so that obviously was not something that we wanted to see here given the urgency of the situation uh, and now we didn't get there immediately with, with shorting it but now we're at the point you know where we have but but suspending the waiting week was something that i did important we brought in over 2,000 uh, state employees and other agencies to be able to help with the reemployment issues, uh, of course, all kind of hardware and software. And then we brought in the Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles to verify the Social Security numbers. We were running that through the federal government, and their system was very slow. Obviously, everyone across the country is taxing that right now, so it was doing like a thousand a day or something something like that that would have taken a year to go through all the claims we had. fortunately we had other options so we went highway safety and they were able to verify the social security numbers uh... which is which is really good and it's helped uh... it's helped speed this process along so steps to receiving payment obviously file a complete application uh, at Floridajobs.org. uh... you will get all a right, notification we'll bring it in by for email a moment or mail. we
5: have I'll to be- take a commercial break the governor Being very specific, point by point, of the challenges of uh, getting not only the reemployment verifications completed, and then getting out uh, those uh, checks. Uh, I'm going to go back to Tallahassee. There'll be more to this press conference, but we will be with lead pastor of Centerpoint Church, Bryant Golden, at the bottom of the hour as he's sharing and praying. More of the Bill Monkley Show. Don't go away. Be right back.
8: I'm just so tired to share my nights I wanna cry and I wanna love but all my tears
18: oh. We've always had villains to face Bad guys to take down But you?
1: You're worse than all of them put together You are the most horrible of all Pure evil Just because you're tough doesn't mean we can't beat you
14: We're not here because we have to be. We are here because we've had enough
18: of you. We all have the power to do something. To change something. To stand up to cancer. Every single one of us is mortal. Even me.
0: Even me. But inside of us,
18: we are all heroes.
0: One person is not a team.
14: But when we join together,
1: together,
18: you don't stand a chance. We are glorious.
1: We're resilient. We are powerful.
18: And we will win. So stand up with us. Stand up to fight. Stand up to win.
1: Visit StandUpToCancer.org to learn more.
2: Through the Bible's Dr. J. Vernon McGee has an invitation. Today, we invite you to study with us the Bible from
1: Genesis, Revelation. Listen to the program. Listen to it regularly.
2: If you've accepted that invitation, Through the Bible would love to hear from you. It's Letter Month. Tell
10: them how your Bible study with them has changed your life. Write a letter and let us know how Through the Bible with J. Vernon McGee has impacted your life. Click the Through the Bible banner at LetstalkFaith.com.
1: Bible Line with Pastor Ralph Yankee Arnold. In the book of
2: 1 Peter in chapter 4, it says that uh, we have a place reserved for us in heaven. The fadeth is not away. Eternal in the heavens. we got a place. So I already know I'm going to heaven. But uh, one of the greatest things you can do is that if you have trusted Christ as your Savior... Let your
1: loved ones know it. Bible Line, weekday mornings at 10 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN, online at Let'sTalkFaith.com.
5: Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley here with the Bill Bunkley Show. The governor had been talking live at a press conference from the cabinet room in Tallahassee about the unemployment, reemployment employment issues. Now he's talking about phase one opening and other general areas of the COVID-19 pandemic response in Florida. We'll take you back to Tallahassee right now. Governor Ron DeSantis.
17: Re-employment assistance processed. Again, we mentioned that, but as you see, Kind of late March, clearly there were problems. Weren't able, the agency really wasn't able to get in a good spot. I brought in John to be able to do some things, uh, and and he helped push it forward. Uh, Made a huge bunch of changes kind of from that April 6th through, I would say, maybe 14th to 20th. And then you see as those changes started to get in, as some of that architecture was fixed, you started to be able to get more claims processed, and those big jumps are kind of on the weekends when take some stress off the system, let people apply via PEGA, and then just process, process, process to be able to get people their money, and I think that that's probably been the, 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 right, uh, the right way to go about it. Alright, so payments made. As we said, 97.6 of eligible completed applications uh, have received payment. And as you see, that's really gone up, uh, particularly um, over the last several weeks. You see some jump there. It looks like about that third week of a uh, third or fourth week of April, and then continuing on into May to continue to see some jumps there. So almost now, close to a million claimants paid. And again, that's. Uh, uh... uh, the amount of money that that represents way more than the previous uh, five years uh... reemployment assistance fund distributed again almost two point seven billion dollars at this point and we have seen some nice jumps particularly in the last uh... few weeks name me another state that actually puts this stuff out we have a dashboard with this out And we decided to put that out when the system was at its nadir in terms of effectiveness. The numbers were horrible. There were so many applications piling up. People couldn't even get on, but we said, you know we've got to put this out there and we need something the agency needed something to be able to build towards the agency wanted that's public you take pride in getting those numbers down and that's exactly what we did you go to some other states no one has any idea how many claims are pending or how many people uh, have been paid Uh, and so putting up that dashboard was something that really hurt to do because None of us were obviously happy with how this looked at the beginning of April, but I think it was the right thing to do, and I think it has added fuel to the fire of the agency to say, you know what, we really need to get this out, and that's got to be our sole focus. And that's going to continue to be the sole focus, is this is a a difficult time. I think we're transitioning, hopefully into a a time where where the economy can start to do a little bit better and hopefully much better uh, in the not too distant future Uh, i wish that could happen overnight uh, and maybe it will but i i gotta you know assume that that this is going to be a process so in the meantime get that payment out as quickly as possible and i can report that there are people that have already been paid who applied within the last 10 days whose applications were submitted fully done They're verified, and then the payment has gone out. So the process that they're using has gotten a lot better, and uh, it's taken a lot of work. There's still issues with this because, again, as you work on that engine, as you do all that, and you're going around the track at Daytona, you still have... Somewhat of a jalopy, and so you can put those other engine parts in there. Has made a difference, but you got to keep tending to it, and you got to keep doing other things. But I do want to thank Secretary Satter. It was a tough assignment to come in. Uh, you know, I'm glad that we've paid out almost 2.7 billion. I know that more needs to be done, and and we're going to continue to work with people to be able uh, to get more done. Uh, and with that, I'm happy to take some questions. Yeah, Governor, I think
2: it's clear that Secretary Satter took over, it's a difference of night and day. Uh, And I wonder if there's a communication issue because our Tampa affiliate Ask people who hadn't been paid in 30 days to, to email them, and they got 4,100 emails since Monday. What would you say to them, or is the department not communicating to them? or
15: No, not
17: at all. So I think and we're going to have some, some answers to some of these questions with some of the folks who are kind of doing it nuts and bolts. But wh- what I did was, um, uh, we had some of the, the stations, and I think Central and North Florida send a bunch of names. They've gone through. and what you find is, some have been paid at this point. Uh, Some haven't submitted all the information. Some were denied because they were getting wages in another state. So there's a whole bunch of different reasons why. Uh, But I think uh, what I can say, and look, when you're dealing with Over a million uh, individual payments or close to that for individual claimants. You you can never say that that there's not going to be one thing because this is an imperfect system. But I can tell you that when you go through your submitted process, people are paid in the order that they're there. So if there's somebody from March who's gone through, submitted it all, done, uh, they're going to have gotten paid by now. So if you haven't, then there is some issue that is holding it up. Sometimes these are issues where the person... Did have some problems with the application, but can be rectified and should be rectified, so we want to do that. But we actually went through, I think, how many did they go through from from those media stations? Hundreds, right, this weekend? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, at least several hundred, and each individual, there's there's a kind of a thing. Why they haven't been paid? Many of them, fortunately, now have been paid. So these were people that probably over the last week or two there. So, so some of the folks, the money is going out. A lot of money went out. uh, I think yesterday and today more is going out. So that's a good thing. But yeah, and look, it's not none, no unemployment system in the country is an ideal system. It's there's all kind of things. There's myriad of rules and regulations, and there are people that could get caught up in that. That's why I want them to be very proactive in reaching out, and they have done that. for time, so we want to continue to do it. But I can tell you if you go through and you apply and, and, you, and, you're, and you, you're valid and you're eligible, uh, as of right now, we're about, about 97% of all those folks have received um, at least one payment, and that's a heck of a lot better than it was six weeks ago. Well, we're, we're, we're talk about March because you, your, your own charts indicate the problems that you had in March. And so the question is, because there are some people, including uh, people uh, who are are in the process and everything like that, who are suggesting that what happened is, is that there was some kind of glitch or problem with the March applications, and that perhaps because the CARES Act was not uh, totally understood, that it was coming down the line, that maybe a lot of applications went into a black hole. And in fact, Never got processed. Well, I'll, I'll let John and, uh, and and the agency handle that. Why? Does anyone else have anything for me? Because for, they, they can answer all those questions. They're more technical nature. Yes, sir. Rebecca
15: Jones uh, sent an email that uh, went public where she was criticizing uh, her firing from the Department of Health. Uh, saying that it was because she was being too transparent. She was the one who uh, basically kind of created the uh, COVID-19 dashboard. Uh, Yeah,
17: I can just, I don't know who she is, but they gave me an email that she sent to her supervisor, said that... um, um, you know, uh oh, I may have said something that was misrepresented. I said they've got a team working on it now, and then what I meant when I said, don't all right, let's bring it back in.
5: That is an update is from the governor. It sounds, sounds like he's about wrapping up his portion. I thought he was going to be a little bit broader uh, with that, but continue to talk about uh, getting the folks who are unemployed uh, their, uh, their process complete and their assistance uh, onto them. Uh, so, they can use that for their resources. Well, coming up in a minute, we're going to be talking to the lead pastor at Center Point Church. That's Bryant Golden. He's going to be uh, sharing uh, a little bit with us this afternoon, then he'll be praying for us as well. And uh, by the way, have you gotten your uh, opportunity in to save some babies for preborn? Hey, need your help right now, 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229. Make that call right now. Join us. Save some babies. I'll be right back.
19: With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. A children's hospital in Miami has reported what could be the first cases in Florida of a rare inflammatory syndrome affecting some children with the coronavirus. Jackson Health System says both patients are in the pediatric ICU, but showing signs of improvement. COVID-19 is far less common in children than adults, and doctors say most infected children develop only mild symptoms. But New York State has been seeing more cases of this mysterious syndrome, which affects blood vessels and organs, and has symptoms similar to Kawasaki disease and toxic shock syndrome. A late-day slide left the stock market broadly lower at the end of a choppy day of trading. The Dow was down by 390 points to 24,206. The Nasdaq dropping 49, the S&P lower by 31, but oil up to 32.36 a barrel. More details at srnnews.com. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com.
16: The explosive news regarding the government's handling of former National Security Advisor Lieutenant General Michael Flynn and the transition from the period when President Obama was president to when President Trump took the oath of office ought to have the attention of every American. President Trump has labeled it Obamagate. Some have tried to dismiss it or label it as some sort of nutty conspiracy theory or birtherism, and we should do neither nor allow it. Obamagate is simply shorthand for the intentional interference with the peaceful, seamless, cooperative transition of power between presidential administrations. It may not be criminal to mess around with the transition, but it's certainly destructive of the republic's greatest political tradition. Federal prosecutor John Durham is no doubt keenly focused on everything that happened in this period, but was there a criminal act? Maybe. Wait and see. Were these events deeply destructive of one of our finest traditions, the peaceful transfer of power?
10: Absolutely. I'm Hugh Hewitt. Sponsored by Alliance Defending Freedom. Bill Carl here. You know, I've always felt good about recommending Moss Nissan for a great customer experience. And now as a blessing to our frontline healthcare workers, Moss Nissan is offering doctors, nurses, and first responders 20% off all service work, free valet service, and complimentary cleaning and sanitizing of their vehicles with OmniShield. And if you're like me, careful with your budget. This is the best time to purchase a new or pre-owned vehicle from Moss Nissan. With incredible factory incentives, 0% interest financing on all new vehicles, and really, rock-bottom pricing on pre-owned, you really will save like never before. Plus, Moss Nissan provides OmniShield antimicrobial treatment included with Moss Care for the life of your vehicle. And when you visit any Moss location, you can be assured that proper measures have been taken to keep your family safe and healthy. If you feel more comfortable at home, you can do all of it. Shop, finance, schedule delivery and service at mossnissan.com. Moss Nissan never loses a deal over price, and they've never lost sight of what's important. MossNissan.com. Saturday mornings at 8, ask an attorney with Joe Pippen.
2: And the benefit of the trust is no probate, no guardianship, quick, easy, fast, efficient, and private documents. And uh, in this case, we provided for each of them for the rest of their life with some security factor there and also provided for
1: their children. Ask an attorney with Joe Pittman Saturday mornings at 8 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN, online at
10: letstalkfaith.com. Take Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go, using our mobile app, letstalkfaith.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at radio.com.
12: Church is where you find the teaching and fellowship to grow in Christ. But between Sundays, how do you keep your spiritual gas tank filled? You can always find strength between Sundays here on Faith Talk AM 570 and AM 910. But you can also listen using Alexa. Simply tell her to enable Faith Talk Tampa and enjoy streaming at letstalkfaith.com.
5: Welcome back. Bill Bunkley here. The Bill Bunkley Show. I want to remind you that we are saving babies this afternoon, and uh, we are so close to the finish line, you know that you could be the one that brings us into victory lane. Remember that we are standing this month with the ministry of Preborn, and Preborn is standing with our crisis pregnancy centers right here in the WTBN listening area every gift that uh, is received by preborn is matched 100% right now now that was a 100 100,000 max by that supporter that uh, began uh, Sunday on Mother's Day so we're trying to uh, you know keep a focus on that but there's uh, still that availability to to double but preborn is going to be taking your gift this afternoon remember for $28 you can have the potential of saving a baby's life. For $28, you can provide, underwrite the cost of a sonogram uh, at one of our crisis pregnancy centers. And we have some statistics. I want to remind you again, 8 out of 10 women who will see that sonogram that you will give by calling 833-850-2229, that gift for that sonogram, is got the potential to just make all the difference in the world because you see 80% of women who will see that very sonogram of that baby that's their own in their own body in their own womb and will hear that baby's heartbeat you know 80% is going to choose life so would you join us this afternoon a lot of folks have been saving babies we're saving babies and we got a few more to save Right now we got about 50 ultrasounds to push us over our goal. And by the way, that was about 321 and for a lot of those it's going to be doubled. So we're we're talking about 600 different sonogram sessions and you multiply that times 80%. Look at the impact. Would you help us get across that uh, finish line right now if you would be so open to uh to uh take care of uh, five sonograms? Call us right now with your gift of $140 at 833-850-2229. If you could be even a little more generous, and could you take 10 of the remaining uh, sonograms? Uh, and remember that 8 out of 10, these women are going to probably choose life based on statistics. If you could give a one-time gift of $280 uh, by calling 833-850-2229 or go to our website at Let'sTalkFate.com. That would be such a, a wonderful, wonderful opportunity uh, for that to happen this afternoon. And I am, I am just waiting to be able to come to uh, you, our our friends, our family, to tell you that we have just gone over the goal. Now, at this point, I'm getting uh, daily updates. We're not getting live updates by the moment. So, uh, but I want to tell you that um, I'm hoping that this afternoon that we will take care of those uh, 50 opportunities, uh, maybe 50-51 that would take us to the goal line. But I want to save as many babies as possible. We are standing by and uh, we are awaiting the arrival of uh, a lead pastor at Center Point Church, Bryant Golden, to share with us this afternoon and to also pray for our community. So give you an idea that uh, we're just standing by to be able to touch uh, base with him and bring him to you here live on the air as we're going to be uh, having that discussion and sharing in just a moment. And as um, all of our pastors, uh, as I'm thinking about uh, all of what they have learned along with all of us, but I want to tell you that literally congregations have been transformed congregations have uh, now been, I think that even though eventually we'll get back to going to church, I don't know if it's all going to be the same because we are learning so many different things as we have been uh, practicing this social distancing and staying at home. And, And some of those is, number one, we're realizing how important it is when we can get together. But I think we've also realized how important it is to keep our eye on, number one, the gospel. Number two, discipling. I mean, real discipleship for a year or so of those who who come to Jesus. And number three, to know what's going on in our church family. Uh, For those that are able to give some assistance, most churches have a list. And you can put your name on the list if you can assist. And they also have a list of people who need assistance. And, of course, look at all of the feeding so many churches are doing right now. Uh, Collecting food, having food drives, uh, getting food uh, products to some of the the organizations like Feeding Tampa Bay. I mean, this has been a, a very revolutionary, from a Christian standpoint, Certainly not a socialistic revolution. This has been a very, very special time that uh, I think that we're going to see some of our ministries. I think we're going to see a lot of our ministries that we've been showcasing at this time every afternoon. I don't know that they're going to do church exactly the the way they did before COVID-19. I think we're going to be seeing some congregations that's going to be adding uh, uh, some new dynamics to how they do church. And I think that uh, a lot of our churches have had a chance to go back and to relive the first century church. I'm telling you, the the Christians were hunkered down in some homes. Uh, the disciples were up in the upper room for a couple of days after after Jesus rose from the dead. And church was conducted at home. And so it's going to be interesting to see. I think there's going to be some hybrids. I think there's going to be some Zooming or Zoom opportunities uh, that are still going to be part of a church's platform even after people get back to those congregations. And it's been exciting uh, day after day, weekdays for the last six to eight weeks, where we have been able to um, have a conversation with our pastors. Uh, have a, an idea of what God's been telling them at that point during this uh, stay-at-home um, <coughs> environment. And each and every day, uh, I think that I've learned a little bit and certainly have been blessed by the prayers. If you're just joining us, uh, we are standing by. We are hopeful that uh, Lead Pastor Bryant Golden with the Center Point Church is uh, going to be able to be with us this afternoon uh, to share. Uh, I will tell you that uh, as, as we go along the next few moments, we will have prayer this afternoon. Uh, we will have an opportunity to come together, as we've been doing every day, to pray for our community. And uh, we'll take care of that uh, in just a few moments. Uh, but as we look at uh, the experience here throughout the West Central Florida area and uh, what's happening, we know that this week, more of you in terms of your congregations and your leadership, More of you may be stepping out. It's Memorial Day weekend. I also know that because it's Memorial Day weekend, I've heard of uh, several congregations who may not be meeting yet, uh, but several churches are really looking at that, what was it, June the 1st? The first Sunday in June as sort of uh, opening up the sanctuary, having the appropriate social distancing um that that is basically six foot separation every other pew unavailable families up to 10 can sit together but then you need six feet before the next family unit and i think it's it's kind of like going down to to the riverfront going down to the lakefront and just kind of sticking first your toe in the water and and then you might sort of uh either slide off your shoes if you got flip flops and you might, might go in there and just uh you know, standing about an inch or two uh, of water, just to kind of get a start, just to kind of get that refreshing feeling, especially on a hot day. So I think that's what we're going to be seeing. And I think by the time we, uh, uh, we are with you the, the first Monday after that uh, first Sunday in June, I think we're going to have a, a little bit uh, different of a conversation And because it's not going to be a conversation that we've had for the last two or three weeks of, when are you going to open? It's going to be, now that you have your church, you've prayed about it, you've sought out the consultants, all different areas. You've prayed about uh, what's right with your church. You've looked at the demographics in your church and uh, how many, you know, how many preschool Uh, how many uh, kindergartens, you know, that type of thing, how many elementary kids, middle school kids, uh, high school kids, college kids, how many singles, uh, you know, uh, how about your seniors' classes. It it is really kind of an interesting um, um, thing that I've been able to just sort of hear from because that's going to create all different um, opportunities for churches to sort of uh, get that first start. And I think that when we're back with you in just a few days, in the first of next month, again, we're not going to be talking about, hey, what do you think? Are you getting close? What are you going to do? I think we'll then have some discussions. Well, what did you decide to do? How did your first week or two go in your congregation? And that is the experience that we are going to have. But let me just uh, let me just say this. It's very, very important that you and I, First of all, we've got to take personal responsibility. You've got to ask the Lord, what do you need to do to take care of yourself? That means to me, I can tell you, for me, it is wearing a mask. Number two, it is uh, wearing some gloves. Uh, Number three, it's not touching anything. And I've had to, to, to have water. Uh, because of my medical situation. So uh, the idea is you don't want to go there. You you don't want to use the community coffee pot yet. Uh, You don't want to go get water out of the water fountain. Uh, If you can use the restroom before you get there and not have to use the restroom there or at any public facility, those are the things of personal responsibility. And if we uh, do the social distancing and then wash our hands, wash our hands, wash our hands, I think that experience is going to go pretty good. Now, there's a second part of this uh, responsibility. We have a responsibility for our precious seniors. Now, for many of them, they're going to be taking on that personal responsibility themselves. But we have to realize that as we begin to have... um, Uh, close encounters of the Jesus kind inside of our church worship centers or anywhere on that church campus, we've got to be especially also responsible uh, for ourselves but for our seniors. And so I hope that uh, we'll be hearing testimonies of um, some innovative ways that the seniors have uh, been able to um, begin to participate uh, in their worship service at their church. And so uh, these are the things that uh, uh, your pastor is concerned about right now, your elders are concerned about, your deacons are concerned about. And uh, to me, it is, it is exciting times. Because you know what the net effect of this is? There's a lot more, even though we're not with each other, there's a lot more communication, discussion. Uh, emails, if you will, text, and as the Zooms, there's a lot more of that brotherhood and sisterhood going on right now than probably would have been occurring if we would have been just, you know, clicking along at our normal pace. So um, we um, we are going to be praying in just a moment. I'll be leading us in prayer, and uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to hook up with the lead pastor at the Centerpoint Church this afternoon, Brian Golden. But have no fear. We're going to take a break, and yours truly will lead us in our community prayer. Don't go away. Be right back.
13: What if I told you you could save a baby's life for just $28? What's true? Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies lives. Call 833-850-BABY or give online preborn.org/radio.
2: The coronavirus pandemic has forced us to find new ways to live. But where is God in the midst of it? And how does it affect our faith? Get a free download of John Piper's new book, Coronavirus and Christ, from Family Life Today. John writes,
3: This is a time when the fragile form of this world is felt. The seeming solid foundations are shaking. Playing the odds provides little hope. It's not a firm place to stand. The question we should be asking is, do we have a rock under our feet? A rock that cannot... Be shaken ever.
2: Download Coronavirus and Christ by logging on to our station website and using the keyword download. In this free book, you'll get answers to your questions and concerns, answers you can share with
10: others. Download your free copy of Coronavirus and Christ by John Piper at letstalkfaith.com. Keyword download. Letstalkfaith.com. Keyword download. There's a virus spreading across the country, but I'm not referring
1: to the one you think. I'm talking about a different pandemic, the left's attack on free speech. But one film is fighting back, No Safe Spaces, featuring Salem Radio Network's Dennis Prager and comedian Adam Carolla. And now you can watch No Safe Spaces from the comfort of your home at nosafespaces.com. Watch this film that Hollywood, Netflix, and the left doesn't want you to see. Go to nosafespaces.com now
11: investment advisory services offered through sound income strategies, LLC an SEC registered investment advisory firm during difficult times. It's important not to be frozen by fear or complacency thinking that Congress, the Fed or your current financial planner will fix the impact of the pandemic on your retirement savings. The bottom line is no one else is going to care about your retirement the way you do. It's time to stop crossing your fingers and toes, hoping for growth and reset your retirement for income using interest and dividends. Call 888 888 4176 now to learn how the Retirement Income Store can help during these uncertain times. 888 888 4176. We'll send you our Retirement Income Kit with five educational tools, including David Scranton's best selling book and a no obligation call with an income specialist. 888 888 4176. The Retirement Income Store where retirees go for income. Call 888-888-4176
1: now. Sunday mornings at 11, join Dr. John Connell of Countryside Baptist Church for Helping Life make Sense.
16: Give up your security
2: blanket and open your heart and your mind to the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit who dwells
16: within
1: you. Helping Life make Sense with Dr. John Connell, Sunday mornings at 11 on Faith Talk, AM 570, 910, and at
10: LetstalkFaith.com. Take Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go using our mobile app, LetstalkFaith.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at Radio.com
5: Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley here with the Bill Bunkley Show, our final segment of the day, and we are honored that you are with us. Unfortunately, we've uh, not been able to hook up with uh, our pastor of the day, and that is the uh, lead pastor, Bryant Golden, uh, of the Centerpoint Church, and so um, just keep him in your prayers, and uh, we trust that everything is fine, but nonetheless, we weren't able to uh, hook up, but... Uh, Uh, have no fear we are going to pray and uh, i'm going to lead us uh, uh, in just a moment to to bring us to that throne room and uh, first of all just want to tell you as as thousands of you uh, just pray uh, let's open up our hearts to the lord and let's let the holy spirit just have full reign in the next moment or two as we go to the lord let us pray dear heavenly father We come before your awesome throne, and uh, first and foremost, we ask you to forgive us of all of our sins, the sins of omission and the sins of commission, and we ask you to forgive our sins in your son's name, Jesus. We want to be pure before you, we want to be clean before you, so that this prayer will rise up in that incense, come to your heavenly throne and be a blessing to you. Father, I begin by praying for President Trump, Nancy Pelosi, Mitch McConnell, as representative of all the leaders of our federal government. Lord, I pray that wherever foolishness abounds, that the foolishness would abate. I pray that they would seek your godly wisdom. I pray that they would seek your word. And I pray that they would begin to make decisions only for the good of your people here in America. I pray for Governor DeSantis. I I pray for uh, Senate President Bill Galvano here in Florida. And I pray for the Speaker of the House, Jose Oliva of that same prayer. I pray for all of our mayors. I pray for all of our members of city councils and county commissions uh, here in West Central Florida. I pray again that you give them wisdom and direction. Heavenly Father, I now pray for our pastors. I pray that you would give them strength. I pray that you would give them power. In and through the Holy Spirit. I pray that you would give them wisdom. I pray that you would give them um, the ability to process many options of the many decisions that they're making. And I pray that you would lead them to the bright decision for themselves, their family, and their their church family. And, Father, I just pray a hedge of protection on our churches. I pray that as they begin to decide on how they will reopen, Father, I just pray that you would allow much, much, much counsel to each and one of our, of our congregations. Each church, as you know, Lord, is different. Give them the wisdom. That's not a cookie cutter. We know that, Lord. Wisdom for that individual congregation, with those individual demographics, with that individual church plant. And, Father, I pray that you put a hedge of protection of thorns to protect those members of the church when they gather together. I pray in Jesus' name that the coronavirus would not spread on any of our churches when they come together. And I just pray, Father, that for those listening today who don't know Jesus, today is the day I invite you to come and join the family of Christian believers. Ask for forgiveness. Ask the Lord to come into your heart. Repent from your sin and join the family of Jesus. I also pray for those you know you need to come back to Christ. You know it's time. You've been listening. You've been listening to this radio station. It's time to come back. And for the rest of us, give us wisdom. Give us that one very important commandment other than going to all the nations, and that commandment is to love one another. Friend or foe, let us love one another. And so, Father, I thank you for all of our pastors. I thank you for all of our churches. I pray for a great harvest. I pray for a great increase. I pray for a revival in the land. And, Father, I pray that it would start right here in West Central Florida. Thank you, Father, that we can come to your throne. Thank you that we know that this prayer is heard. It is led by the Holy Spirit. And I thank you for all of those who have gathered uh, on the radio wave this afternoon to lift this prayer up to you. Thank you, Heavenly Father, Abba Father, Daddy Father thank you our lord and savior jesus christ and thank you holy spirit that's inside of all of us we ask this in the name of the precious name of jesus christ amen well we thank you for joining us for our prayer this afternoon and uh, we pray that it will go forth and uh, it will multiply and uh, through the holy spirit will take root well we've uh, come to the end of today's program I'm going to be wrapping things up. Hey, tune in tomorrow right here at 3 p.m. We'll take you from 3 to 6 o'clock. And for now, it's time to take a little time out. So until tomorrow, have a great evening. God bless and good night.